Welcome to episode 203 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our seventh annual Shocktober series begins with everything we've watched from October 1st to October 4th. <laughs> spices in the air the slow death of summer is upon us and now is the opening of the coldest months of the year and the best month of the year october <laughs> welcome to our seventh annual shocktober i am the uh, uh, gary cooper of the drunken stupor maddie bizanko <laughs> to my left is a lauren bacall of seeing it all adam <laughs> oh my goodness and the uh, jim belushi of being douchey kyle <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Everybody, I don't think any of that was prepped. <laughs> yeah, I had that in the chamber for was sure. It? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, yeah. we just put this, this is, on you to do the this opening. This is what Maddie so. thinks of when he's on the toilet. Okay? <laughs> exactly. He's sitting there, you know, dropping a deuce and coming up with these lines. But yeah, w- welcome everyone. I'm Kyle, Maddie, Adam. And uh, this is, as Maddie mentioned, our sho- annual Shocktober series. Seventh annual. Seventh annual. Uh, we've been doing this more longer if you count our old podcast. We'd probably be at like 10 now. This could have been a big anniversary. But uh, yeah, this is the seventh year for uh, Movie City Maniacs. If you're new to this, this is kind of, uh, this is a big month for us, a special event. We look forward to this all year. We kind of count down and prep for it all year because it is, it is, it's like, it's almost like, you know, a Rocky movie or something where you kind of got to like, Get ready for it. You know, I mean, you got to train for it because you can't just jump into this. It takes a lot out of you. Um, If you're new to what Shocktober is, every year we get together for the month of October and watch nothing but horror or Halloween related uh, movies or TV shows or specials. Um, Like, I I don't know if you guys watch other stuff that you just don't count, but I actually don't. No, yeah, it's impossible. Do not watch anything else. Yeah, when I was first doing this, I think the first time I would, I would occasionally like. Watch something. A palate cleanser. And, and the yeah. Hamilton Film Festival used to be the same month, and I Ooh. used to like see one or two things. Uh, so I think probably 2020 was the first year I went like, nope, there will be no Mr. Rogers documentaries I, that are, are getting in the way of this. <laughs> Unless it's about him being a sniper. And I think and- that's the first year I won. <laughs> I think this oh. year there's a Mr. Dress-Up documentary. There is. Actually, so so uh, won't be watching that. <laughs> but uh, So it's the seventh annual. Uh, so we've had six uh, King of Halloweens. Yeah, I actually, um, I'm just, I'm not going to name who won every year, but uh, I did just want to bring up if I have it here. I believe you've won three times. I've won twice. No. And there's you, a tie. No, you won four times. 
Well, no, I've won three times, you've won twice, and then last year, though, the we tie. somehow tied. Right. Which makes no fucking sense. Yeah, that's insane. How do you, like, we passed the 100 point mark. So, for anyone, if you don't know how the point system works, for every movie, you get one point. We did add something, I think, last year or the year before, whereas if it's a three-hour movie, like a miniseries or something, like a Salem slot in it or whatever, anything over three hours, you do get a point and a half, mm. I believe. So yeah, anything over three hours, it's we still you, you still don't, you know, it's still not necessarily always worth it. But I mean, Salem's lot, you want to watch it yeah, fucking October. It's... You may not get the full two points for that three-hour movie, but you're going to get the point and a half. Um, and then uh, shows you get... Uh, if it's uh, 20 to 30 minutes, you get a quarter point. And if it's 40 minutes to an hour, half you get half of a point. Plus. And if you're in the 30 to 40 minute range, it I think we've been uh, lenient depending on what the series is normally in some <laughs> cases. Yeah. Uh, so if it's normally like a sitcom, you're going to get a sitcom point. If it's normally yeah. uh, a 40 minute plus, we've been giving yeah, yeah. the half. There is no, and there's no more than that though. If it's like an hour and 20 minute episode. Just the half point for yeah. that, yes. I guess. Um, because TV's worthless in movies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and we and we do have the occasional like if you watch like you know Disney has some of their their shorts mm. and stuff like that. We usually give um, an eighth you, point. You pretty, eighth of a yeah, point. you pretty much have to watch two of those to get the quarter yeah. point. Um, so you can't just watch a bunch of ten minute um, shorts and uh, you, you're not getting a quarter point for each of those. So. So yeah, so th- this is uh, you know this could be I that I feel well, this is my year. This I, could I, be I, Maddie's I feel, year. I feel I feel it coming. Maddie <laughs> tends to start strong and then kind of fall apart out. by the end, and then it's it, not like when Danny was on though, where he would start like week one forty points. Yeah, and he'd be like, "Oh, Dan- we can't come back from Danny." But yeah. then he would just stop. <laughs> yeah, he's just like the last week or two, like the most important weeks. He would just say, "Yeah, I didn't have time." <laughs> I guess you get burned out. Uh, and I understand. I mean, you do there is get a burnt burnout. out. Like, yeah. by the end of this, is I love horror. I love Halloween. I love doing this. I will say, when November 1st happens, there's, sometimes there's still some horror films I want to watch, but it is kind of a relief, like, okay, I can sleep now. Because, <laughs> Especially if it's close. Yeah. It is kind of like, okay, well, like, I guess I'm really tired, but I should probably stay up and try to get this movie in. Or, mm. you know, sometimes I find I'm trying to fit them in when normally I probably would be like, I'm tired, I'm going to go to bed. Um, so th- that's the one really, the one negative maybe to this. But at the same time, I do love that I get through yeah, like, uh, I know a lot of stuff. 60 yeah. plus movies. Like, usually yeah. 60 yeah. plus is like the minimum of these. Well, things, yeah, so right? I'm not going to go over who won everyone in the points, yeah. but I will say. Um, last year, uh, I have it here. 108 was um, the uh, final champions. Was it 108? I think it was 108, wasn't it? Actually, I did I not? Fuck, I read it down. Oh, no. Um, I think it's around there. I'll, I'll try to find it in, in a little bit as we're talking, but, um, yeah. I will say, so I think I still do hold the record, though, I believe. Was which, that the previous year? Um, yeah, so it was, yeah, 20, 2020, I, the record is 114.75 points. 2020. And I think we were close last year, though, which, yeah, you guys talk, and I'll, I'll see if I can. Did I, so did I it. win 2019 and 2021? Uh, you won 2021, I won 2020. And, yeah, sorry, you won 2019. Okay. So did since it, you started, you know, going at it, you've, yeah, I guess because the first couple you weren't even here, so really you've won, like... Almost all of them since you've been here. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think I yeah I did two before maybe I don't know I I, I have I I didn't compete in in the first one. 
But uh, but I think 2020, I, I kind of whooped your butt. 2021 was a little bit closer, and then obviously 2022 was a tie. Which yeah, is crazy. 2020 was nuts. I, you you didn't you felt uh, the hurt from losing the year before, <laughs> and and I, I was like going for, it and I kept thinking like, oh, this is my week. I've had such a great week, and I'd come here, and you, what we do in the room that you don't see or hear. We'll pull up how many we've watched. Yeah, we so we put our our hands in the air to see how many we've watched. Um, so that's a little bit, uh, bit, bit crazy. We're also going to, uh, maybe we'll do this later in the episode, maybe to, to end it. We're going to pick names out of a hat, oh, yeah. uh, movies out of a hat. This is a new thing. So I'm going to pick a movie for Maddie and a movie for Kyle. Kyle's going to pick a movie for, uh, myself and Maddie. We put them in a hat, see who wins. And Maddie yeah. does myself and Kyle. And then your your movie that you think you're recommending stays in that hat the whole yeah, time. Yeah, so if my pick, if you don't pick my pick, you pick Maddie's pick, mine does stay in the hat. So next week I'll have two chances in the hat. Maddie will have one. Mind you, it doesn't raise. I mean, there's one where like he kept on picking your picks. I yeah, believe. like I think you got all my picks last Yeah, I got most of yeah. yours, I think. I do yeah, have all the, terrible. <laughs> I do have the yeah, totals. Yeah, I, I don't think I like most of yours. <laughs> I do have the totals here from uh, last year, by the way. So Maddie had 84.25. And uh, Adam and myself tied with 103.5. Uh, 103.5. So, it wasn't so our... What's, what's your biggest year ever? Uh, 114.75. That is crazy. Yeah I, know, yeah, I think outside of that, like this 103 is actually pretty high. Because normally it would be like 80... It, usually it was under 100. Either just I remember you or, winning one year where I was just like kind of getting into yeah, it with 60 something yeah that seems doable like two movies a, a night yeah. 80 seems doable <laughs> like yeah i, I, think I, I think watched in, 86 last year and i still like was nowhere in 2017 near. and yeah. 2018 the wins were uh i think it was in the 50 50 range for 2017 and 2018 was the 60 range so. wow Oh man! 2019, we jumped up to the 80s. We were just little and then babies. 2020 was the Doing... insane 114 one. So you, you've nearly doubled that. You know that, right? Like, yeah, that's insanity. That is insane. Well, again, it's because Adam joined this, and he's <laughs> like, if I was just competing with you, you'd slow down, and then that's I could true. slow down too. But Adam doesn't, so you don't get that relief, I guess. Well, um, uh, are we gonna? See how we've been doing, or we need to. Yeah, go the, the, the only other anymore? thing I did want to mention, we also, which I think we're going to start next week, is we try to uh, pick a film that we all do watch. Yeah, it's, so it, it's in the week. poll right now. We'll know tomorrow what yeah. that's going to be. But it's, uh, what, who's who's who's? It's Renfield and uh, the uh, uh, something killer, the the one with the Shipka. Yeah, the Shipka Amazon movie, totally killer, totally killer. Yeah, yeah. So totally killer versus Renfield, currently tied. Oh shit! Oh, wow. So uh, come on, Renfield. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for the other one myself, but yeah. uh, I, I have a feeling I'm going to hate Renfield. But uh, who knows? We'll see. Uh, I'm excited. I like Nick Cage, but uh, not uh, necessarily Aqua Aquafina's Kryptonite for me. But um, yeah, I guess we should jump into it. Oh, and the, the only other thing is, um, if someone has a movie that is is uh, arguably horror, I guess what we'll put it to a vote. They they have to sell it why it's yes. what's horror. Because I know already... If it's listed on IMDb or Letterboxd, you don't have yeah. to argue at all. If, if it's not, though, you got to kind of... you got to bring your argument. Why is it, uh, why is it horror? Because I, I think in the past, we've, we've seen a few that have been not listed. I remember I had I Married a Witch, and it's like, it's, yeah. a, it's a witch movie. Like, if we're going to count... Uh, yeah, I think as long as it, if it has some kind of monster, to me, that automatically yeah. makes it count. Because that has that Halloween, like, which is yes. our Halloween. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyways, um, I guess, yeah, with that, uh, we go on so to the, to the, 
first. Yeah, so, so the, you, did we mention we are covering this week? This week is the short week. Yes. Um, it's going to be just October 1st to the 4th. That's just how it works out the days that we record. Um, going forward, though, you'll have seven full days. So this might be a shorter episode. The other ones can it's, get kind of long, especially when we are watching an insane amount of movies. Oh yeah. And then the last one's usually a bit shorter the way it works out. So um, I think this ends up being, what, a four or five-parter series? It's a five-part series. And uh, the other thing is, too, if you haven't listened to the last episode, um, we did do our shock tease, which that every year we just recommend. If you're like, I, I want to jump in on this, maybe you gotta, you want to take part with us, um, we do recommend uh, 10 movies each and five TV shows each uh, that you should watch to have that October feel. And we've done that every year. And again, it gets harder because you can't repeat yourself. So go back and listen to the last episode. It's a lot of fun. And you'll probably find some gems that you might have you know, might have slipped through the, through the cracks. Else, everyone knows the Halloweens and that kind of stuff, the trick-or-treats. Yeah. You're going to find some other some stuff gems, in, those, in those recommendations. The Lady in Whites and the... Uh... Yeah. Um, and, and just so you know, uh, whoever starts the day is the person that has watched the most. Um, so that's how we usually do it, uh, right. because they're going to talk the most. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we we have to put up uh, oh, our, our hands Molly. right now. Yeah. Okay, I'm starting. So, you know, I've been starting every year with a certain show that we uh, all love, even though Grim, I'm the only one that's watched Grim, <laughs> Yeah, there we go. We got the grim theme song that no one can hear because I, I didn't do it right. Anyways. We're going to get fucking sued. Turn that dun, 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 dun. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. Oh, instead of like it's, it's, Instead of like a hymnal, it's a grimnal. They kind of read from that, don't yes, they? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Maddie. Anyways, uh, yes, so Grim, I've been watching on the, the uh, Shocktober series for uh, quite a few years now. This is season five of Grim. I only have one more season oh, left. Oh, no. What are you going to do in 2025? I don't know what I'm going to do in 2025. Something different. But uh, so... Grim is a show, uh, it's a ridiculous sounding show, where it's this uh, just average police officer that all of a sudden realizes that he's got this family it, gift or curse, you don't know, but he can see the real world where people actually, a lot of people have monsters inside of them, and they, you know, they can be like nice beaver monsters, or they could be like bear Evil. monsters and rip, and, and rip people's, you know, throats out or whatever. Um, so... I watched Grim, the Grim Identity. This is uh, the beginning uh, of season five. I, I just, I really like this show. <laughs> I like, I, I like, look forward to going to bed with Grim. I, I have to be honest, it's not a great show. It's not the like the greatest show, except you can tell, and I've said this on previous years, the amount of care that everybody puts into the show is, is ridiculous. It? Uh, it, it, there's just so much. Like, you could tell from prop designers to location scouts, everything. It's all in Portland. It, this is still in Portland. It's not like yeah. they didn't play like an X-Files and they moved to, like, a, no. a L.A. after the first couple seasons. So, basically, this is the one that kind of opens up the year. It's, it's mainly the main story, so I'm not going to go into it. It doesn't have the freak of the week yeah. uh, aspect of it. Uh, it's a solid uh, episode. I'll probably say... Um, I'll probably say it's a it's a it's a seven okay. seven seven. They're, they're mostly gram. seven seven point <laughs> yeah. five. It's occasionally you get a stinker where it's like oh because they have to make twenty two episodes. That's a lot, right? But I just you can tell all these actors love being together. Mm-hmm. They're all really good at their roles at this point. The guest stars are sometimes like oh I I recognize that Hollywood like really B lister or <laughs> yeah like just character actor a deep yeah. character actor. But most of the people that are on the sidelines. 
They're Portland theater actors. That's kind of like I started reading about them. I was like, this guy who's this witness is so weird. Like it's the weirdest actor I've almost ever seen. He's having some fun with it. He's he's just weird. Like this is what who he is. So (laughs) I found him on Facebook, and he's a total bizarre theater weirdo. Um, so they must have been like, you got to talk to Jimmy. Like Jimmy's a yeah. crazy person, uh, in a good way. So uh, yeah, Grim. I started with Grim. Excellent. Oh. I uh, want to talk about this movie. This is going very contentious because uh, Kyle doesn't think this is a whore. But uh, this movie called Threads. It, I feel like a, a glass bottle was broken inside my brain, and it's just rattling around in there all week. And every time I shake my head, I get cut or lacerated when I think about how brutal this movie is. Yeah. It takes place in this small town of England, almost like a documentary of what would happen in like a nuclear war. So the first half hour is pretty much just like a guy getting this girl pregnant. He's a bit younger. He shouldn't be, so he's trying to find like... But in the background, you hear like... Uh, Russia invading uh, blah 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 like stuff that is not out of the picture of what's going on constantly but you see like it slowly build up build up and like he's like oh war's not gonna happen and like people start like maybe war is going to happen it's like an unfunny episode of Coronation Street to begin with yeah it really is and then like a the, the, the shit goes down like it, it, yeah. there was so much like a build up to it and it, you see what happens to like these small people and they, the, the governments and everyone is just powerless against this nuclear holocaust and it goes and you see the uh, initial bomb <laughs> getting dropped and the sirens going off and like the pit of your stomach just drops out and afterwards after the uh, initial blast there is the actual fire and the brimstone that rains down from these people and like everyone i watched this last year or the year before uh, not for shock buddy is in danger if this was like a regular movie children would be safe dogs would be safe but no they are killing children in horrific ways during this bomb blast that destroys you and that's not it it keeps going and the humanity that is surviving the things that they start to do to one another are just brutal as well brutal because you have the uh fallout and like people trying to survive in their basements and like the, the, the military kind of taking over and like it's played out I think exactly how a nuclear holocaust would play out yeah. in real life and it I goes don't, on I don't know about the years. very end okay. where, where they start to lose language or whatever I think that uh, happens a little too maybe a few more generations yeah okay that is second generation but no one's really talking at that point right and it's like uh, animals are being mutated uh, it, it is nightmarish because you're walking through these war torn streets and people are like disfigured and like you see from the blast of the uh, nuclear bomb, like people's like faces are melting, and yeah. they're still trying to survive with no hospitals and like no, no infrastructure, infrastructure anymore. Food is desolate. It is terrifying. Like I, I, I hated watching this movie. I hated <laughs> it, but it was so well done and so efficient. I have to give it like eight, eight point five. It's like, gripping. It's, it's that good. Yeah, mm. yeah. It, it, it's nightmare. I watched it. Yeah, like there's a there's two combination why I would consider this horror. And I, I as I said to mm-hmm. Kyle off off uh, Mike earlier I believe it was listed as horror uh, on e- either Letterboxd or yeah. IMDb as of when I watched the last time I was like ah, I, I could have watched this during Shocktober uh, mm-hmm. you know I think the documentary side of it where it feels like a docudrama just like there's an extra layer of almost like portrait of a serial killer, yeah. serial killer with uh, you know heavy portrait of serial killer. The last half of Threads plays out like 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 a nightmare. Like there is nightmare vision, and that's the other thing. It's it almost becomes like a nightmare. surreal. Like yeah. you're 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 seeing it as people slowly lose their grip of uh, 
society it's and one step away from lo- like Lovecraftian. You got it. Uh, and and that's actually I think the fault of the movie is that maybe it starts to play a little bit more horror fantasy than actual reality yeah. in the last little bit. Yeah, because there are like a Cronenberg-esque monsters kind of popping out. Yeah, so that's yeah. why I would consider yeah. it horror, even though the thing that makes it a horror is my least favorite aspect mm-hmm. of, of the film, hmm. personally. I, I haven't seen the movie. I just looked up everywhere and could find it. Uh, well, it's uh, listed as horror. Maybe but, uh, maybe I can change that. This I will week. say I'm not, not going to watch a shark I, 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 I was actually <laughs> thinking about putting that in the hat for you to watch. I'm like, I can't do that to you. Like, no, it, yeah, it don't. Not, tell you. I, I would. Uh, yeah, good, I, I, there was yeah. some. There was something last year that you also put down that we so realized. I, I had I had one, but again, I don't know how that's not. I think that's just because that's a TV film that was geared towards old women. But that was literally about. A killer, a serial killer. That these old women are trying to track down, but it was nowhere there. And I, that could have been the difference between me being the king of Halloween and not. And oh. we took your, we took your. I think opinion. the difference yeah. is though that's Liz's thriller. To me, thriller and horror are the same thing. This so wasn't, this wasn't listed just as thriller. Listed well, I just there's certain movies like there's certain movies like people consider Silence of the Lambs not a horror film. Is it, it's considered a thriller for the Oscars? If it's like highbrow or if it's trying to att- attract a certain audience, it goes thriller. They don't list certain films as horror because horror is like gross and you know. So I, I think well, it depends. I think this w- this was literally about pretty much the Golden Girls trying yeah. to track down a serial killer. Um, but I mean, it, it's literally. It, but about in a years past, we we haven't just that yeah. things are ju- like, Science Lambs is still listed everywhere as a horror film. Yeah. yeah. So, just be uh, just if, if you want to call would, Maddie. For, would, yeah. would would Science be considered a thriller? Was there any thriller in the titles? Like the, uh, would that be considered a thriller or no? Like Threads. S- si- th- uh, I don't think Threads is. No. No, no one said thriller for Threads. I don't think no, so. I don't. That think seems so. weird. Yeah, it was like drama war. Yeah. Something else. I forget what else. Comedy. I also watched uh, <laughs> uh, uh, for the second watch. I watched Saving Private Ryan, which is kind of <laughs> I'm just fucking guy. That's yeah. That's what scares me because I, you know, people can watch horror f- war films or The Road or something and, and consider that horror. Mm. To me, but yeah, to me, it's like t- Silence. They must have changed a bunch of these things because Silence of the Lambs is What's now it, is now just listed as thriller. Oh, there you go. It has the subheadings as horror. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying there there is a lot of movies that, like, usually if it involves serial killer, they'll consider that thriller. To me, though, like, that's not even questionable because right away, if I tell you the plot of this, three women trying to track trying to track down a serial killer, and it literally has this guy killing people and trying to kill them. Like to me, that counts, right? Whether it's a horror film, it's a killer. I film. also I didn't I didn't argue it last year. Once you no, but it down. I, I'm just saying, like, to me, that's like if I just yeah. tell you that synopsis. You know, unless we're going to eliminate serial killer movies, you're right. A lot of like you could say, like to me, Zodiac, I would yeah count. Yeah, but and I, you're probably I, not going to find that list as a horror film. It's interesting. Like looking on Letterbox now, it looks like they're starting to like things. I just looked at a couple other things quick. They are breaking down into those subheadings. I don't know if yeah. you've seen those, and I wonder if they've taken away some other genres yeah. because of that. Probably other genres that aren't horror. As yeah, well. the, yeah. Th- I know thriller is definitely one, though. You're going to find some movies that it's like, that's definitely horror, but they listed it as a thriller because thriller sounds more highbrow mm. than uh, horror scenes Rather. like uh, mm. something teens go watch, make out to. Um, I started off October 1st with a double feature, um, I've been trying to. I've been doing pretty good this year about doing finding two films that match together. So I wanted to start off with two kind of old black and white films because I, I don't know. I love watching those gothic old films mm-hmm. uh, in in October. Um, 
Excuse me. Started off with from 1939, the cat and the canary. Oh, sweet. Um, oh yeah, this is what I started off my Shocktober last, last year. year. Yeah. yeah. So this is a film we, we've all liked. Um, directed by Elliot Nugent. Uh, Bob Hope is in there. Uh, Paulette Goddard. They did another movie together, The Ghostbreakers, yep. I believe, which is, is good as well. And I was good as this, but it, yeah, it's pretty much uh, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's th- these people end up in this old Gothic mansion. Uh, on a bayou, and uh, you know, right when they enter the house, that the lights are flickering, and they're like, "Oh, that's a ghost doing it." Um, but yeah, they're going there because they're going to announce who's uh, going to who's going to be the inheritance of you know the the fortune. Uh, this this rich man died, mm. so all his relatives are coming. Um, and it, it turns out uh, that the person that gets it is it's what you know pretty much it's a soul person that gets the money in the house but there is a rule and if that person either dies or is marked insane then it gets passed off to the next person on the list and it plays with a lot of that kind of stuff there's there's kind of ghosts and superstition mm-hmm. stuff in there right away they're like oh someone's tampered with the letter so someone already knows who is going to inherit this money and then so people are getting knocked off or trying to kill this person that mm-hmm. has been announced as the the, the sole inheritor um and and on top of it, there's also uh, a policeman roaming around the the uh, island, saying that uh, a, a convict escaped from oh, the asylum. Yeah. Uh, called the cat. They call this <laughs> this killer the cat because he he kind so of stealthy. He he, he roams. I've like been a cat, I I've guess. been curious to watch the original uh, cat. And the yeah, I, I want to find. I think it. I feel like it, it might finally be getting a release. It's on. It's, it's on Canopy. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, is, is it like asylum movie? Uh, I don't know if it is. It's it's like in between eras, yeah. so I'm not sure if it's silent or not. I, I do love again. I, I never really have watched Bob Hope. I think this was the first one a couple of years ago, and I love like his banter and the, the comedy. He's in so there. good in this, and I'm the timing is not like, a great. Bob Hope. You like the, the road movies with uh, was that bring? Uh, I mean, I've been picking all those all, yeah. all those up. Bring I haven't watched them, but I did watch. He did one of the Christmas movies too, right? Like Holiday Inn or something that I really enjoyed. Uh, White Christmas? No, White Christmas. That's Bing that Crosby. Yeah. Okay. I thought him and Bob. Hoper in together in one. Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. No, I don't know the, the, the road to the North Pole or something like that. Like I just, he was always so so hacky when. Yeah, well that that, that was like the humor for the 1940s, I guess. Um, but like he'd be on a like a, a late night yeah, or whatever. What you'd you. see him on something. And I always couldn't really uh, relate. <laughs> yeah, to what he was going at. But uh, he's fantastic in this. Yeah. There, there's great too, where it's like they're going into the dark basement and. Uh, she's like, do, do you want to go first? He's like, no, 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 lady, ladies first. Like he has a lot of those. Like yeah. he's not embarrassed to be like a coward. Um, there's some great banter, and it's one of those ones where like it's got all that stuff that you want in these type of films: the moving eyes in the picture, watching I love that. the secret walls in the you know in the library, the hidden treasure, all the stuff you love. Um, there's a weirdness where like I guess because technically they're all re- related. Like she's like their second cousin. And they're all trying to sleep with. The, huh. the one girl there, hot. Yeah, um, I guess it's a bayou, right? So isn't that, that like anyways, the kosher down there? Um, th- this was, uh, I guess, there's been a lot of uh, like, is this a maniac? Do we all give it an eight? And I don't think I did last time. Yeah, I'm not I sure if you, you guys gave it over an eight. I, I think, think I gave it over an eight. I'm not going to this time either. I'm gonna really? Oh. Seven and a half pumpkins out oh. of ten. Um, yeah, there's something that's missing for for me that I can't give it that eight. But I, I do still really like this movie. Um, but, yeah, uh, I gotta stop. It yeah, I liked it even more the la- last time I because I think I may have also been a just below yeah. seven point five, and then I, I boosted it up. But uh, that's too bad. I, I you know, I th- 
I guess I'll, I'll, I'll do the one more just because it's double feature, and then I'll let yeah. you jump in with a couple. Another grab. Uh, I did a, a, from 1959, House on Haunted Hill. This directed by William Castle, of course. Uh, Vincent Price, Alicia Cook Jr., a bunch of others um, that you'd recognize. Uh, this is the one where pretty much Price invites five random people to uh, a supposedly haunted house and mm. offers him $10,000 to spend the night. It's his wife's birthday. This is what he's doing for her birthday. Um, they're all given guns. Um, which just doesn't seem like a good idea. And then you have various supernatural events occurring. Um, people are murdered. Awesome. Uh, I don't know. I love this movie. I am strange in that, like, I love Price. I should yeah. love this film because I love William Castle. I've never, I, I like this film. I've never loved this film. It's not like, there's there probably for, 10 other Price films uh, I would put over this. There is something uh, fantastic about the actual house and the actual story itself that I just, I'm so drawn to. Yeah, like some of that's, I find like it does kind of switch to like characters that aren't Price. And like every time Price is on screen, mm-hmm. it's fucking great. And the, you know, him and his wife constantly threatening like it's to like kill each some other. Some of the best yeah. banter in yeah. ages. But then it goes to other people and they're investigating. I find that the, the lead girl and the guy aren't that interesting. So anytime they're on screen, I'm kind of like, there was Meh. something held me back from like going super gaga for it as well like i also think it doesn't I gave it a have seven or 7.5 yeah. it doesn't have enough of that like like the other one had all the secret compartments and stuff and i think this has some of that but yeah. it just doesn't have enough going on like i think i don't know if i'm spoiling but is there even a death or is there one death or something like it, it mm-hmm. the, the other one all these other films usually have like the, the you know the, the haunting haunting like people getting knocked off and like this is kind of building to the big end and that's great, but I feel like it it needed more to happen throughout more shocks, more of people almost like, you know, the chandelier almost falls and hits someone more of those kind of events to keep it um, exciting. Like I feel like a couple of things happened at the beginning to set up that, Oh, this place may be haunted, but then, you know, a lot of nothing happens because then a lot of it's like, Oh, well, Vincent Price is trying to kill or this is trying to kill or whatever. Um, and then, you know, it does get the payoff, but again, I still really like it. I, I'm going to still give it seven out of 10, but it's not like, you know, I think it made your top hundred. Yeah. I really like this. This should be like an eight, an 8.5 for me. And every time I keep on trying to force feed this on myself, I I think I've watched it like almost every year. And I really like the remake. (laughs) I I, I like the remake a lot. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I can't. I don't know if I can say the remake. Yeah, I like better, cons- but you've been consistent. With, this will be your third watch uh, yeah. since 2017. Yeah. And, so uh, yeah, and you're, you've always given a three and a half stars yeah. on Letterboxd. Anyway, what Adam. else did you watch, Adam? So I watched uh, a, a movie I've been trying to watch for a few years, but it hasn't shown up. And uh, right now, Criterion has this. 90s horror series that they, oh, awesome. that's on there, and I'm, I'm going to try to watch a few of these. Uh, the Addiction, Abel Ferreira's oh. Addiction, that stars uh, Lily Taylor. Um, it's got Christopher Walken in there. A, a great cameo. I watched it this morning, actually. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. so you'll talk about the next time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, honestly, the Christopher Walken scenes... It's the best scene in that movie, right? Like It it might be the... it that Those scenes might be better than the Pulp Fiction what you might be right. Actually. Uh, watch scene. I, I, he's so fucking mm. great in you this. Want to be nothing? I'll you. can be nothing. Um, but yeah. So it, it basically, it's a vampire story that's that's definitely, um, mirroring heroin addiction mm-hmm. and and the kind of like darkness that drives you into. It's based in New York, like a lot of Ferrera. The streets of New York are like. What makes this movie shine for me? Yeah, like I love her walking down like the, the '90s New York. Like hip hop is kind of at its like 
apex peak. And yeah, like, you got a lot of great uh, hip hop tracks. Onyx, uh, mm. you know, uh, which I think uh, fr- fr- uh, Fredo Star, one of the one of the yeah. MCs in Onyx, uh, is, is is in it? Is in there? Uh, he's 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 one of the guys that they go. Uh, she goes after, yeah. but anyways, she gets changed into a vampire, and then you see the desperation. But it it's also just basically like a movie that gets to like be a vampire movie. That's basically the subtext is is that this is mirroring what's happening mm-hmm. with heroin addiction in New York at the time, and just people full philosophizing about like humanity and like the uh, the, the, the dull, it, it is the most pretentious vampire movie I've ever seen yeah. and that's saying a lot because there are a lot of pretentious Prince vampires but I also feel like because it's Ferreira it's like also very self-aware so all the stuff that they're saying half the time I think it there's like the the camera is the godlike th- creature mm. being like what fucking idiots and at one point Lily Ta- uh, 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 Lily Taylor's character yeah. is basically like told by Christopher Walken mm-hmm. that like she doesn't know anything she's yeah. nothing she you're nothing uh and and kind of just like breaking down that you're not going even far like there's some scenes with Lily uh uh Taylor and Edie Falco at the beginning that is so pretentious and over the top but then I think the way it, where it goes it's like yeah these people have no reality yeah. they're not seeing anything where by the end they see it and it's just fucking bleak and <laughs> destructive yeah. and Violent, uh, mm. so I really, really liked it. I, 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 uh, I kind of. Is this kind of like uh, only lovers left alive? Like, no, just, it's uh, way more grim. There oh, is God. a lot of real world, uh, uh, documentary style footage of like wars and shit that was going on at the time. Like, and even like the, uh, I guess there's a lot of stuff from like concentration the, camps. Yeah, and stuff from like the Holocaust, like, it's really like it, it brutal. Is, it is hard. It, it's a. Uh, it's uncompromising is yeah. maybe the way to put it. That's actually a good. I'm yeah. going to give it eight pumpkins. Excellent. Uh, I, 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 uh, uh, which I still haven't seen a lot of Driller killer, <laughs> but I, driller killer, which made our top hundred slashers probably, uh, you know, I think it did. It yeah. make, I think it was on mine. Yeah. But it was pretty high on mine. Miss 45, which made I really my top enjoyed that. Yeah. Of all time. Uh, but that's kind of all I've seen of his. His so, most popular Bad Lieutenant? Seen his most popular. I've never seen Kings yeah. of New York, no. Was he Bad Lieutenant? I was thinking Bad Lieutenant, yeah. Uh, I, and I've I've never seen Bad Lieutenant. I've seen oh. Bad Lieutenant. Uh, Portacol? Portacol, uh, New York, uh, which I love. I think that's him as well. No, it's not. Oh, he It's Herzog. Oh, okay. Huh, interesting. Um, so yeah, he's still like, and he's made a lot of films, so mm-hmm. I, I've still got a lot to go through, uh, but I don't know how many more will work for uh October. but he did the body snatchers remake have you seen that one no i haven't and, and that's unfortunately part of mm. the series of criterion but it's not showing up until november oh shit. I, I have it on yeah Blue i think Ray. i have yeah. it as well yeah. i might be picking up that because yeah. i was not expecting to like this as much as i did so um the first is my wedding anniversary my wife is sick my dog had surgery so one of us had to be in the house at all day. So with her being sick and like, well, I'm going to go see a movie because what else am I going to do? So I went and saw Haunting in Venice, which mm-hmm. is the, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Kenneth Branagh. Uh, yeah. Hercule Pernod or guy like that. I guess the Christie yeah. movie series. You I got guess, it. Yeah. You got it. So this movie, the opening is fucking amazing. Have you seen the first two? I actually, I really enjoyed the first two. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I haven't yeah. seen the second one. The, the yeah. first one, I was like, yeah, it's okay. I like the, the second one's more of the same. Like it's, oh, okay. it's, it's, yeah. It should have, they they seem like films that should have been better. Mind you, this one looks like the best of the three. It is the best. Like, okay. what 
I didn't like about this movie is what I didn't like about the other two movies. Like, it opens up where uh, there is this uh, Halloween party for a bunch of orphan children in this old abandoned orphanage. And it takes place where they take all these boats because they're in Venice. And they go to this uh, abandoned orphanage. Well, Tina Fey comes to see him. He's retired. She's like, hey, there's something going on. I, I can't see the, the, the I can't see the ruse. I need you to see the ruse because if this if you can't see it, this girl is for real. This medium, this psychic. I need you to find the ruse. So he comes to this party, and it's awesome how they get there. They have all these boats, and they're taken there by these people dressed up in these like almost skeleton figures. Just when is going it what, it's supposed to take place? Is this modern? They uh, right modern? after the war. Okay, like the World War II. Two. You got it. You got it. so they even say like, uh, America brought Halloween to Venice. Uh, don't, don't, don't rock and roll. Fuck that. Brought Halloween as well, so it's like right. their first Halloween in Venice, and it opens up with this great puppet show explaining what happened in this orphanage where uh, all these orphans get locked in because of the plague, and they're all set there to die wow. because like there's no one's gonna be there to take care of them. So like, all right, they all figure it out. So they now haunt the orphanage, and uh, a couple months ago, one of the lady's daughters goes missing, and uh, she's now haunting. So they invite this medium to. Figure this out. So Tina Fey, the most era appropriate actor, I, I imagine. It actually, I liked her in this. Does she work for? It worked. So like, Tina Fey is in this. Tina Fey is in this as like a uh, one of the greatest. Uh, mystery I thought you were doing a joke. Ri- no, no. <laughs> mystery writers, a uh, best-selling mystery writer oh, of weird. all time. So this is gonna be her next book if this hmm. lady is telling the truth. Like she's like doing research. So it's awesome. There's this great story about what's going on. The atmosphere in this orphanage is so good. The first. Two acts of this movie is fucking awesome. You see them trying to figure it out, but once they get to the uh, okay, here's the mystery that you guys wanted. Yeah, it really tanks for me. Like mm. really tanks. But like the first half, I was really invested. Like this might be the best movie of the year. Oh like, wow. Oh okay. Now you got to do this. Like not quite. You think you saw this, but no. What you really saw was this. Like oh, that's kind of right. that's kind of silly. So I have to give it seven. Yeah. Hmm. And you said that's yeah. the best of the three. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're selling this. this yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, they're not good. I just like them. <laughs> I love, <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. Agatha Christie, but yeah, mm. the, I mean, I guess I've only seen the one, but um, I think I started the second one. I'm going to finish it, but uh, I'm usually like, oh, that was good. Like I just yeah. saw, um, it was an Agatha Christie. Uh, what was it? It was a new mini series that was that came out uh, last year. And then they why didn't out? they yeah. ask Evans? Okay. Uh, that had Will Poulter and, and Lucy Boynton in it, and it's it, they're good. They're yeah. always good. I don't know if I've ever loved like an no. I, I think they're just kind of like comfort food. You put on, you know, what you're gonna you get it's, it. It's kind of relaxing and like like I, I have the box set from it's like this DVD box set from the '80s and it's all the TV films oh, they did cool. and like one of them stars like Bill Bixby from Credible Hulk like it's oh, like fun. those type of stars at the time and uh, yeah like none of them are great by any means but they're definitely like I'm gonna put on I know I'm gonna be entertained relaxed um, anyways uh, I, I'm always looking for uh, new trying to find those hidden gems for TV shows um, so I, I, I searched I mean last year if you listened I, I fucking went through every sitcom I could pretty much find streaming. Now I'm kind of searching through YouTube because I feel like I went through most of the streaming services. Um, I found this show called Accidental Family from huh. 1967. Uh, oh, it, only, wow. it, it only lasted one season. Stars Jerry Van Dyke. Uh, I think I think Danny Bonaducci makes an appearance in this one as one huh. of the kids. I think this was like his debut um, episode. His father wrote the episode. Um 
But yeah, I, I guess I was reading up on it, and it's like the show that like it got thrown in like Friday in between like it like the pretty much the death spot. Like yeah. they put shows to die, so like it was pretty much everyone knew it was going to be the done. Um, anyways, so this is uh, called Halloween's on Us. Um, I guess the whole premise is this comedian is now living on a farm in the San Fernando Valley um, with, you know, I don't think it's his girlfriend. I think it's, I, I don't know. Again, it, it was hard to tell just in this one episode, but he's with a, a woman and she's got a child as well, a daughter. Um, but yeah, it, it opens up with a really fun opening where this kid, he's, it's all these kids in the secret club called the gargoyles and they're doing all halloween stuff you know that thing where like oh and this is your hair and oh, yeah, 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 yeah. they're doing all that kind of stuff and it's pretty much the one kid is trying to get uh, jerry van dyke's uh, son is trying to get into the gargoyles club and the kid that's running it is like this fucking He's little bastard kid um uh brian i think his name is but uh yeah he, he says you know how about this you're if you can throw the best halloween party we'll let you in the gargoyles. So he goes, tells his parents and you know, his parents are going to help him. His mom's setting up all the food and everything. But then his dad, who's a comedian kind of takes over and he's trying to like do stuff that like would maybe be funny to adults, but kids don't give a fuck. Like they take Mm -hmm. them out trick or treating, but then they're like, Oh, you can't just, trick or treat that's boring you got to do like a song and dance so him and his friend are doing the song and dance and the, like the people handing out the candy invite them in and you know they're in there fucking doing the show oh you gotta show our friends and like they come out 20 minutes later all the kids are like half asleep and it, it just keeps on becoming them it's like the mom's trying to bring out ice cream and they're like oh no let's get this let's get a camera and we'll make a movie out of this and they're like no don't give the candy the chocolate the ice cream yet let's get this on camera they're doing zooms so it's like it's all melting and like you know, they're pretty much ruining uh, the, the party. But yeah, tons of like decorations and costumes. I kind of enjoyed it. I mean, it's not, uh, it kind of actually reminded me of uh, Home Improvement's Haunting at Taylor House because it's got the same thing where the jerk kid comes on mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, but and they, you know, are kind of riffing off that this kid is a prick and he ends up dressing as the devil. But uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I had fun with that. I'm going to give it six and a half, excuse me, half out of 10. Yeah. Um, maybe not, you know, quite the no, treasure, no, but no, not home improvement. Uh, yeah, it, it's not, it's not like an aider that, like, holy yeah. shit, but it's one of those things. I mean, if it, I, I watched like a shitty quality on YouTube, if it gets DVD release something, I'd give it another shot because it's definitely, I love watching Halloween in those old 60s, 70s. Yeah, like, me too. The there costumes and the decorations, that, right? there is something that, you know, I never got to live through that. And, uh, you know, I find they always try to capture it now in movies is not the same as going back to it. Cool. Uh, I watched uh, for uh, my my second movie uh, of the day. I watched Supernatural. Uh, this is from 1933. Again, kind of like uh, Kyle. Uh, I, I, I like... Started off I, with Black and Whiter. I really like these uh, 30s uh, movies, but I especially like the 30s movies that are the pre-code. You get a lot more kind of this witty dialogue that wouldn't the, with wouldn't innuendos fly. that wouldn't fly after the Hayes Code come in came in, uh, and it stars Carol Lombard, who I really really in, enjoyed, even though she had a short career because she uh, died in a plane crash in in the early forties, and uh, yeah, this is one that's been on my list for years and, and couldn't couldn't find it until Kino put it out. Uh, awesome. On Blu-ray, I think a couple years back, and I finally got it. Uh, and basically, it stars her. Her brother has died, and then a medium says, "Oh, I can take you, mm. and uh, I can let you speak to him." And uh, you know, you're the new heiress of the fortune. Someone's going to try to get all this fortune. But then there's like a side thing about this woman strangler who a scientist has taken her body and is trying to like 
see where the soul goes or whatever. She's doing all those experiments, and then her soul kind of goes into, and it has potential to take over somebody else's body. There's some fun stuff. It takes a while to kind of get off. off, uh, off is the, it a comedy, or is it played for like sp- spookiness? Both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's both spooky, and there's some there's some comedy yeah. elements as well. Um, I I just I was kind of disappointed uh, about how it kind of started. Uh, it, it, Lombard doesn't have much to do. She gets a lot to do in the last twenty, yeah. which is a ton of uh, of fun, and there's some spookier things that happen. But overall, something I've been kind of waiting to see, and it let me down a little bit. I'm still going to give it six point five. It's still oh, nice. still uh, definitely worth a watch. Cool. Um. So uh, my son really likes this show, so he we were trying to find something to watch. Uh, Big City Green Season 2, Blood Moon from 2018. I'll be quick of this. It's one of those Disney shows. I guess it's a family. Moves from a farm to the big city. Uh, the kid, Cricket, is excited because he gets to finally do trick-or-treat in the big city. But then they end up trapped in their house because the Blood Moon makes all the, the farm animals go all rabid with red eyes. Um and uh, the dad is kind of saddened that, you know, the, he's, the kids are getting too old. They don't need him to uh, take them trick-or-treating anymore. And then their friend, um, the rich kid, he's got uh, Danny Trail plays the voice of the bodyguard. Oh, nice. And he's pissed because the bodyguard has worn the same hot dog costume as him, but this little thing there. I won't say too much about it. it it's it's pretty good. Like, yeah. I, I don't mind this show. I've seen some other episodes. Uh, you know, I'll give it six pumpkins out of ten. Nice. Is that what you usually tell your son? I don't mind this show, but... <laughs> I'll watch it's it with you, but it's not that great. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty pretty honest with him. Uh, so from uh, 2008, I watched a, a found footage movie called Home Movie. I've heard good things like, oh, it's going to be kind of cool. Like, it is kind of bo- the problem with these. Uh, pretty much what's happening is this uh, father. He's filming all his family doing the home movies. He's kind of like, hey, it's Christmas. Let's do this. Let's do that. The problem with these movies where some guy filming constantly is if the guy is unlikable, he's just like this smarmy jerk you're stuck with a smarmy jerk for seven years n- yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> for 90 minutes i was like oh, i can't believe this is going on so um these uh two people who move out in the middle of the country it is a uh, reverend and his wife and their two children who for the first hour of this movie say nothing so th- there's something wrong with these people they're like sociopathic children it's them trying to figure out why they're sociopathic and then like them like torturing animals and blah 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 and all that stuff it's just it's a found footage it doesn't do anything that hasn't been done before and just kind of does it poorly i'm giving right. it six yeah i wasn't wasn't impressed with this movie six is still pretty good it, it, it wasn't terrible but wasn't it, terrible. it wasn't yeah um <laughs> So yeah, I I uh, I got back on the what we do in the shadows mm. uh, train. So I had watched the first season last year, absolutely loved it, and then decided, you know what, I'm gonna wait for a full year to watch October, and it would come up often and be like, oh, I want to watch this. We should just fucking watch this. I did the same thing. I finished up uh, episode eight and uh, nine of the first season, and I've been watching an episode a night. So did you watch it on the the October 1st? I watched uh, episode one and two on the 2nd of October. Okay. So, yeah. So you caught up season one before Shock Yeah, I, no, I watched uh, season one, episode nine, and the um, season one, episode 10 on the 1st. On the 1st. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. So I watched uh, season two, episode one. Resurrection. resurrection. <laughs> uh, this is great, right? Yeah, it's starting the the kid from the Sixth Sense, right? The, 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 uh, yeah, Joe it's Joe got a- a- Haley Joel Osment there, and uh, so basically, it's it's all these vampire uh, th- three vampires 
traditional vampires that live in a house. Mm-hmm. One energy vampire, Colin Robinson, who is uh, steal scenes constantly, but they all yeah. kind of steal scenes. Yeah, and then they have a familiar, the 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 human that takes mm-hmm. care of the vampire. It's basically a slave, Guillermo, and Guillermo thinks one day I'll be turned a vampire. Gizmo. And they call him Gizmo. And then they have Haley Joel Osmond is now the new familiar for Laszlo and Nadia, who keep killing their familiars. And they, they have mistakes. a great sequence of how they've they've died so many times. This show is packed with jokes. It packed. is so good how great these jokes are. Like some things shouldn't make sense, like these interns dying, and it's so well done. So uh, it starts off really, really strong. I'm going to give it 8.5. Yeah, I was going to give it 8.5. Uh, and then season two, episode two, Ghosts. This one is so good. <laughs> yeah. They hold a seance to deal with a ghost infestation. Uh, and then they get more ghosts. They realize that because they're vampires, they were been killed before. Yeah, so, so their own ghosts comes. come into the house. And they're interacting with their own ghosts. Uh, it's great. Uh, I'm going to give it eight pumpkins. I was going to well. give it 8.5 because yeah. there was one scene where the, the, the guy, uh, he's just like the horny fucker who's like, they just, I, I just want you to jerk me off one time. So like, I, I, they I, I was, in. I, when I died, when yeah. I got turned to a vampire, I was almost at completion. Yeah. I, 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 and you know, I have ghost hands. I can't do anything. <laughs> Yeah, they walk in, what is this like ectoplasm? Like yes, ectoplasm all over. And uh, Nadia, she turns her ghost into a doll. Yes, that looks exactly like her. It is the funniest fucking doll I have ever seen. They play that doll for so many laughs. Yeah, and the doll is going to be in more. It is yeah. so good. It's yeah. it's an incredible, incredible series it, it has no right to be this funny like for vampire jokes they really take it to the limit yeah like, in crazy extreme and i it's rare that i laugh this much for any comedy right like I, and i'm even I'm bob's actu- burgers i'm not laughing as much as i'm laughing no, no. during these guys no not at all even like i watched like the orgy where they're trying to do like a good old-fashioned orgy so they need to find a virgin and like Guillermo was like trying to like I, I, he, he meets one of his buddies who's a nerd. This is the apps uh, the actual episode you watched in the yes, first. Yes, yes, this is the episode I watched in the first. And it, it turns out like y- you can get shunned from the vampire community if you don't throw the best orgy of yes. the year. So uh the one fella is trying to like, listen, I used to do pornography, so let's check this out. So him and his wife are watching his old porn from like the nineteen fifties and nineteen seventies and nineteen eighties, and like they're area appropriate and fantastic very funny and she's like just like yawning and like well this is not that fun we probably shouldn't throw your pornos on during the <laughs> origin it's, it's, it's weird <laughs> yeah it's another we one you should probably not throw your pornos <laughs> yeah, 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 on. yeah right yeah. so i'm giving it eight like the the actors yeah. in this show are so good so good so eight for the, that one and yeah. then you watch one other? i watch the uh ancestry where they kind of figure out where they're from and how they do it you're, you're okay? You just uh, dropped your phone. That was my phone. Yeah. Sorry. I have two sheets Ma- of paper. Good thing Maddie's got like eight yeah. phones, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I got burners, baby. <clears throat> so yeah, what's great about this episode, I, I find it a bit weak because it's more about the uh, day-to-day stuff. So uh, one guy comes back into her life and he's trying to win her back. And there's this one great scene at the end where he gets his head cut off that oh, yeah. comes out of nowhere. That it's like, wait, that just happened? It's fucking amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I, I quite I yeah. remember that one. I quite liked it. I remember it not being as good as like the uh, season two. This show really 
kicks into high gear is what I'm finding. Yeah, like you had some really the the, the trial episode in season Amazing. one is it, still maybe maybe one of the high and Baron's Night Out, which I yeah that was really good. So I'm giving these two a seven because I, I find like the once I hit season two, I'm like, oh wow, this show is really in second yeah, gear yeah. in this one. Rod, what have you watched, buddy? Uh, cool. Uh, so yeah, yeah. For for the first, I wanted to. Um, we were kind of doing a family thing where everyone could kind of pick something. So some of these I'm going to rush through, but everyone got to pick one. So the youngest, <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, <laughs> that was my pick. Uh, Becky made me turn it off once again. The no, there's a turtle killings. in it. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so the first one again. I'm going to be quick. The youngest picked uh, the Smurfs has a new CGI show. Ooh. So from season one, the scariest Smurf. Pretty much, um, Scaredy Smurf um, drops these potions and it brings this robot to life and he gets trapped in the, the robotic body and they're all afraid of him um, and he's just trying to get out. You do get to see Gargamel dressed as a Smurf, which was kind of fun. Anyways, uh, I don't know, how do you, five, five yeah, and a half. Yeah. Like it's, it's not something I would recommend unless you're trying to find some of your kids. If you're trying and to find are, some of your kids. These are full. I am actually. So <laughs> the Smurfs one is only, uh, ha- I'm going to have to find another um, to get your yeah. point. Yeah, to get the point. So that's just going to be a sad one for now. Uh, now, the oldest picked this show, which I've never heard of, called Amphibia. I think this is like a Disney show. I think it, I don't know if it's the same creators of if Gravity, one of those shows, but mm-hmm. this was kind of a nice surprise. So this is from 2020. This is one like I think you could get something out of. Um, so this season two called The Shut In 2020. Uh, I guess this show is a young girl's transported to this world that is pretty much frog people. <laughs> Um, and I guess, so it opens up, they're going around house to house, gathering supplies for the annual blue moon, which is pretty much trick or treating. They kept on saying like, oh, this is like trick or treating on my world. And they're like, but no, this is not, it's not Halloween. This is different. Like we're not celebrating this. We don't, we have to like get supplies because you don't want to be out during the blue moon. I guess it is. If you look at the blue moon, you turn into a monster, but there's even a guy's carving his house and it, the house happens to be in the shape of a pumpkin into a jack-o'-lantern. But anyways, they get together and they're going to tell ghost stories because uh, they're stuck in the house. Um, so the first one is called Phonemo, which is pretty much a take on the ring, but with cell phones. Mm-hmm. That's okay. The second one I liked even more, though, called Dead End, and it's pretty much this frog in this old horse carriage has to bring this guy around. It's kind of like collateral, I guess, oh. or any of those kind of like death. You yeah. know, the character's pretty much playing death, but he says, you know... You got you take me around to this trip and I'll give you a big chunk of money at the end. Mm. But he goes in the house and it's kind of well done for a kid show. Like he goes in and you just hear like the people getting killed. You don't see anything. Um, but he's kind of going from stop to stop as this guy kills. The last one though was my favorite, and this was pretty fucked up for a kid's cartoon. So this is called Skin Deep. And so what it's about is some this this care this frog character called the seamstress who kills frogs. And steals her skin, stitches them together, and so it's pretty much fucking Leatherface. Like it shows all the like the dead skins of the frogs piled up in a pile, and then the scene just comes out, and it's like made up of all these frog heads stitched together. It was pretty fucking disturbing. Like I was like that kind of made. The show, it's got a fun wraparound with the blue moon as well. I'm going to give it like, I gave it seven pumpkins, but it could even be a seven and a half. Like, this is a good one. I'm going to watch again. Did both of your kids like this? So, the youngest one watched it. I think me and Becky kept on looking over, like, oh shit, is this going to like, but I I think he was maybe fine with it. Maybe he wasn't fully paying attention. How old is. uh, he's six, six the youngest. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it was it was like even the second one with death. Like you know, this guy's going around killing people, but maybe he didn't get that out of it. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought this was a cool little show. Like again, I don't know if I would. He the, hasn't struggled with mortality yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Give it time. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I would go back and necessarily watch the whole show, but as a Halloween episode, I thought it was great. Um, for my pick, again, I tried to pick something that wouldn't be too crazy, too scary. So I picked Fresh Out the Boat Season 2, Miracle on Dead End Street 2015. That's one right. that I talked to, but I found out about mm. last year where it's kind of like the Goldberg or Blackish, but from the Asian yeah. uh side you know it's it's their take on on family and moving into this community on the sitcom but and this one i guess they live on a i think it's is it called a side because mm-hmm. that where it's like a dead end yeah. um so they're kind of known as the dead end street no one's going to go there and he's all excited no like i'm fucking we're finally yeah. in a city to celebrate i want to celebrate halloween um so he's going to change that and try to make it exciting to come to this neighborhood and then his wife doesn't like halloween she's more of a christmas person uh i find his wife is annoying and she's a popular actress who who plays his know. wife in that show do you guys I'm know? Fresh off the boat? Yeah. Randall Parks is the dad, right? Yes. Randall Parks is the dad. I know that. I feel that. like the wife is like uh, someone that's been in a lot of stuff as of late. Constance Wu. Yeah. I don't really like her in this. I feel like she's like, I mean, the, his, he's over the top too, but her character I just she's find is kind of, cold kind of annoying frigid, in every right? episode. Yeah. Like it's, it's, she's meant to be that character, but it yeah. kind of like takes the fun out of it. Um, but again, the, I, I think the reason these um, specials, I'm ex- I think the second one I'm, I'm going to watch next week um, I think that was my favorite. But it, it's all the costumes. Like you have Mr. T in this, Humpty Hump. Uh, sorry, Humpty Hump. from the 90s, right? Yeah, it's supposed to take place in the 90s. Uh, Hannibal Lecter and a lamb. Uh, the mask. The little right. kid dressed in the mask is great. That's in this. pretty good. Uh, Reservoir Dogs, Waldo and Cardo Sandi- Carmen Sandiego, um, Apollo Creed, Tom Petty, and I think it's like the whole band. I can't remember the name of all the rock Oh, oh uh, Chocolate Wilburys. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's trying to convince them all. Yeah, they don't do it. Good, they won't actually. do it. So yeah. Yeah. instead, he does it, but he has all like the paper. Yeah, that's the whole. Good. Uh, Kermit is Piggy, and then the grandma dresses Garfield. The show's a little cheesy and stuff. Like I'm not yeah. gonna deny yeah. that, but it is a good show if you want like just a lot of fun costumes. I think like yeah, I think the next episode it gets even better. But I remember every episode, it's kind of like oh, that's a great costume I've never seen like on screen before. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle, uh, sorry, six and a half pumpkins at a time. Kyle jumped in in, in here when uh, it, we were. I was counting my my points. He was like, "I didn't watch any TV no, shows. I, it's going to be easy." This is the only. I think I, there might only be one other episode outside did, this. Did day. your wife pick one too? So she was kind of tired and, and was like, ah, "I don't whatever." So no, she didn't. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> I I did watch one more uh, episode though that by myself. I did Simpsons season two, Treehouse of Horror, nineteen ninety. This is of course the classic, yeah, the, the classic. first. Simpsons, where it has Bad Tree House, Bad Dream House, which is pretty much uh, yeah, the Amityville. haunted house trying to kill them at yeah, Annabelle. Hunger of the Dam, which is pretty much the Twilight mm-hmm. Zone to serve men, uh, them doing their take on it, and then Ned Ground post the Raven. I do love my favorite. Well, it's kind of cool because um, di- uh, James Earl Jones does like a lot of voice work yeah. in this episode, but I do love uh, when he's Bad Dream House. He's on the phone like. That's it. They didn't tell me this is uh, uh, was this house was uh, made on on top of a uh, air Indian burial ground. But he's on the phone. He's like, "You didn't tell me that you sold me this. You forgot one little thing." And he's like, and then he's like, pause. He's like, "No, you you didn't. Well, that's not my re- recollection. Yeah, well, all right, goodbye." And then he gets off. He says he mentioned it five or six times. <laughs> like it's such a classic. Uh, this is again when Simpsons was like yeah. on fire. Um, I, I love all three episodes on this one, and it just—they mm-hmm. all have that great Halloween feel. They really do. The music, I think, the score doesn't get enough talk in all these. Like those first ten episodes, it's fucking great. Uh, I'm gonna give it eight pumpkins out of ten. Nice, yeah. Uh, so I watched a, a couple mo- movies uh, in the evening that I'll talk about uh, really quickly because I don't 
really want to talk about them too much. Mm-hmm. Hippopotamus from uh, 2018. This is a first-time director, Edward A. Palmer. It's this woman that has been kidnapped uh, or seemingly kidnapped, put into a room, and there's this guy, and he's explaining to her, like, you won't get to leave until you love me. And it's kind of like a weird setup. Wait, that's how you met your wife, right? Yeah, yeah same right, deal. Yeah. So that, that's why she chose it. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. <laughs> but so she, and he's telling her that he's cut her lay, like her tendons or something, so she can't walk or yeah. whatever. It has god awful, atrocious sound design. Like the worst, like trying to make this guy's voice really deep and booming but it just sounds like something's wrong the whole time someone's like speaking through a pringles can (laughs) there'll be another movie i talk about where which is my least favorite sound design maybe i of anything i've watched in a million Mm. years anyways it it keeps doing these twists and turns and backstory or whatever but Mm. the whole philosophy on it is so fucking silly silly and also wrong like the reveal is like i don't care (laughs) <laughs> the guy's a f- like yes he did something good but now he's been doing something bad for his own selfish reasons but you don't it never owns up to that whatsoever yeah. uh i'm gonna give it 4.5 not worth checking out is what you're saying not worth checking out hmm. uh and then i watched hippopotamus was a flop yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think mainly because of our our slasher series i and i had this on the list last year um i, I was one of the people that I haven't had Netflix all year. I just discontinued, and I got it back for Shocktober. And I watched the new Czech- Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, which I know you absolutely hated, Maddie. Yep. And, I think it has good gore. It's awful, yeah. but it has good gore. <laughs> it It's basically written by, or I don't know if it is or not, but it seems like it's written by uh, an old man that has like been yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Right? That's what it's... It, yeah. It's all... This aren't actually represent... Like, I think this is what we talked about, Zoomers. I, I, yeah, I don't... I, who's, who's this movie made for? Is a question I'm wondering. N- no one. Yeah. Because it's so nonsensical. The satire is completely toothless. But I think the actual kills and set pieces are really, really well mm. done in this. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't think it deserves... The absolute there's way wor- I watched the hippopotamus movie. It, that is worse <laughs> than this. Hmm. This this like almost all of the the kill sequences. The the sequence on the bus, on the bus is, is awesome. Good. The secrets in the house were like the you know poor man's Stephen Dorff comes yeah. out and and t- tries to do some shit is is pretty good. Leatherface looks cool. It's just that the whole thing it wraps around where these kids, these influencer chef yeah. people are coming to like take over a town, which actually isn't a terrible idea, like an abandoned town. If and they could do it. Like there is something there. It There's a scene. I just praised House of Wax, which also has some of the worst fucking characterization mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. This doesn't elevate to the level of direction to the other one. It's not as cool looking. Um, but some of the kills are just as good in this one, um, and and the characters are more annoying than the other one. Uh, I'm still going to give it five. Mm. Like, I I'm never going to watch this movie again. But 
for this movie to be like the the movie that everyone's like got their pitchforks out, I, I think because Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But like, I feel yes. like this name has been like trampled. Like it's already been desecrated. So like, I don't. One has more. there been anything good after two? Like three is okay. Yeah, if the remake I didn't mind. Yeah, I was gonna say and, the, and remake, the, beginning, the beginning, but again, they, even when I revisited mm-hmm. that for our top one hundred yeah. slashers, it didn't hold up as well yeah. as I remembered. It has some moments, but um, yeah. Uh, and then I finished off the night and Grim. get used to this because that's probably what I'm going to be saying a lot. Mm. Uh, I finished off with uh, Grim, and uh, this is another one that does definitely follow some of the story a little bit the more. O- overarching, clear and Vessin danger, which is a great that's pretty good actually fucking name for it. Um, uh, no, I, I another solid episode of Grim. I'm going to give this one actually seven point five. Uh, oh, and excellent. there is a. A, a freak of the week in this one that that's that's kind of all right. It's is that like a deer man, a deer woman, a no, deer lady? No, there's no deer ladies uh, like uh, on uh, reservation dogs. Uh, um, no, this is like a it just a. This is why it's not as interesting. It's like a vessin that's embezzling money. Oh, um, <laughs> that just seems so lame. But I, I, I guess that is again played by it like a character actor that's like in a millionth yeah. <clears throat> million things, Jonathan Splet, uh, Splevin, who totally gets it. He's like, I'm the yeah. monster. I'm going to have a lot of fun with yeah. this. Oh, I'm just a nerd. Don't worry about yeah. it. Um, so that's still enjoyable. And the cast is having a lot of fun. So, mm-hmm. Grim. So I finished off with a double feature uh, that night. Um, from 1967... Uh, Should I have started this episode? I didn't realize I had watched this this much. Of the, I think I did the math wrong because yeah. I forgot about those episodes. To be honest, this is like the it's only okay. day I really watch TV. You'll see. I think there might be one. I don't even know if I did watch anything more TV outside of this. Um, so from 1967, games. Now this is Screen Factory put this out on Blu-ray. Didn't even didn't even catch my eye. But one of the groups I was in. They were selling it for like 15 bucks, 20 bucks. If you can find yeah. any Scream Factory in Canada for under $20, I usually am like, oh, let's see what that is. And I looked at the trailer. It sounded kind of cool. Um, this is a film that could possibly be up both of your alleys. So this is directed by Curtis Harrington, who did Night Tide, uh, yeah. What's the Matter with Helen, Queen of Blood. Uh, stars James Caan, a young James Caan. Uh, Simon Signoret, who is the French actress from Diabolique. Bio, oh, cool. Diabolique, one of the, the leads in that one. And then Catherine Ross. But like who, 10, years, 10 years later. Yeah, this yeah. is she's older in this. And then Catherine Ross, who is, uh, you know, the graduate, Stepford Wives. Mm-hmm. Um, so Con, Con and Ross are this rich couple. Um, she's, I guess, the hair. She was the hair, I believe, in, 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 inherited a large sum of money. Um, and they're just kind of like, you know, they got a game. They have people over and they have a games room. And there's like, there's like this cool pinball machine that's kind of like a death-based pinball and they just have all these games and parlor kind of stuff, parlor games. Um, and anyways, this this, old, this uh, older ger- German woman shows up one one morning to uh, the door and says, "Ah, oh, you know, I was friend friends with one of your friends." And she she says, "Ah, oh, you know, they they get talking," and she invites her in. And then she pulls out and she 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 finds out that she's a, a sales saleswoman, and that's just a pitch. They get the yearbook, and that's oh, how they, they find. In. Oh yeah, I was friends of this. And she admits all this, and as she's admitting all this, like, and and Ross uh, kind of feels bad for her, and she's like, "I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll buy everything you got there." Like, you, you know, they get talking, mm-hmm. but she's, she's, whatever happens, and she, uh, she passes out, and uh, and then you know the doctor comes and says, you know, you should stay in bed, and she's like, "Just stay here for a couple of days. That's fine." Because um, again, there's they get this weird kind of relationship between the two, but anyways, the movie starts where. 
she comes down and, and just kind of rips apart like you Americans and your silly like how do I take you seriously you 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 play pinball we we have scotch and and whatever and she gets into like you know the two men that loved me for fun the game they would play was uh Russian roulette oh, <laughs> and tells wow. how like one of them blows her head off and you know gets and all these stories and, and pretty much says like that that's a real game to me I don't play these silly uh she plays games. for games Mm-hmm. Yeah, here, here, I must confess, Mr. Montgomery, your game room confuses me. In my country, the men drink co- cognac, cognac, cognac. Say it, and smoke cigars after supper. Here you do what? You play pinball? Um, but yeah, so it gets into like, she's staying and becomes friends with them. And it gets into like, them kind of pulling pranks on each other. And it gets to like, you know, the, there's an argument uh, while the, the woman's outside. And he, James kind of slaps her across the face, his wife. And she comes in ready to do something. And he's got a towel there. They're all fucking with him. And it starts getting into like, uh, you know, games like adultery and all. They're all fucking with each other constantly. But then it goes too far. And I don't want to say any, any more than okay. that because it kind of, then that's where the, the horror elements definitely come in. Um, yeah, I, I kind of. sounds kind of dope, yeah, actually. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, young, there's, there's one scene that's like super tense. Um, you know, something out of a Hitchcock, you know, I'm not saying it's on the same level as a yeah. Hitchcock film, but it definitely has that kind of. Uh, vibe. I'm gonna give seven and a half pumpkins out of ten. Nice. Uh, wow, that's I, I dug that one. Sounds pretty. Missing dope. maybe again something that just puts it over, but it is one I'm kind of curious to revisit. It does. I do feel like this and even the next film. I feel like when you've seen a bunch of these, you kind of can kind of guess where it's gonna yeah. go. I guess. I mean, maybe that hurts it, but maybe that's my problem for watching too much stuff, too many fucking films. But then, yeah, I followed it up with uh, Dominique from 1979. Now, this directed by Michael Anderson, who did Logan's Run, Orca. Oh wow! Uh, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, stars Cliff Robinson, who I don't know. I knew is like I think he played Uncle Ben in like the the Sam Raimi Spider Man okay. movies. He's been in a bunch of stuff though. It also has uh, Gene Simmons, uh, not the Gene Simmons uh, from Kiss, <laughs> a different one. Uh, Jenny Ar- Gutter, who I believe we all like from uh, she's the uh, nurse in American oh, awesome. London. Yep. Um, so this one is a struggling businessman. Uh, he's with his rich wife, and he pretty much, you know, uses manipulation psychologically, manipulates her, and and into thinking she's crazy, and eventually she commits suicide, and uh, and then it follows, you know, the standard where now he's being haunted, and mm-hmm. and you know all this stuff is happening, and of course, is it really her? Someone else behind it? Whatever. Um, you've seen a million times, but I don't know. I still found myself engaged in this one. The reason I really like this one is it it definitely had it I'm not saying like directing wise it's like fantastic, maybe, but like cinematography wise, setting wise, there's all colors. Like it felt like a Baba movie at Go times. Ahead. Like every room there's a purple light, greens, reds, and every scene. I, I don't know. I just I like the look of this film. Uh, so I'm going to give this one seven pumpkins out of ten. Uh, b- both uh, I would I would say were uh, were worth a watch. That's a good double feature. Yeah. All right, we're on to October second. No, first, no. I got one. Oh more. yeah, you got one more, Maddie. Oh my love, oh. my oh. darling. <laughs> I watched Ghost from uh, <laughs> I forgot 1990. I think it was Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore. Uh, in this movie, I feel that they are trying everything in their power to make Demi Moore look unattractive. <laughs> they gave her like the little boy haircut. They're I think dressing, that was popular at that time. Though, they're that, they're uh, dressing her like a kindergarten teacher like uh, in like uh, 
but she has still got it going on. Yeah. That one scene <laughs> when they are like uh, with the clay the pottery, pot, yeah. I was watching that. Like I, I, there was sweat on my brow. Like you're tearing up. No, it was hot as anything, uh, man. Like I, I, for me, it's and, Whoopi and Goldberg Ma- in that movie. Maddie's brow is not. Uh, it, it, it doesn't get sweaty very often, but they're pretty much like they're, he's they're, not talking about his forehead, people. <laughs> <laughs> what, what other brow do I have? <laughs> Hey, I, I, I'm game, yeah, but I didn't know what you're talking about. Well, you just, you just you you like to, to <laughs> <With> my butt brow. <laughs> Is that a thing? Oh, man. I was just gonna okay. Say, yeah, we'll, anyway, we'll move on. Anyway. Did Romy Goldberg either win an Oscar, or get nominated for an Oscar? She should have. She I think she is won. so good in this movie. She's got an egot. Oh yeah, that's but right. did she get that for Color Purple? Oh, uh... maybe. She is fantastic in this. Like she plays characters because she gets uh, entranced by other ghosts. Can Whoopi kinda... plus one. Yes, that was the actual. <laughs> I actually remember that, like the scene gone. It's Whoopi, Whoopi plus one. Whoopi, Whoopi plus one. Because one guest is best. I, I, re- I. Now that I've said that, I'm gonna be just going around my house and be like, Whoopi, Whoopi plus one. Uh, sorry, that was a talk show that Whoopi Goldberg had in the '90s for like a split second. For a minute. Anyways, uh, this movie is awesome. There is one of these greatest scenes where uh, if you go, she won best supporting actress. Sorry, in Ghosts. Yeah, oh. and for Color Purple as well, maybe. No, no, nothing. For no. Oh wow! Maybe that was her like uh, forgiveness. Like, yeah. please forgive us. They actually uh, gave her a Razzie for the color purple. Oh wow! No, I'm kidding. Uh. <laughs> Spielberg, right? <laughs> I forget where I was. <laughs> anyway, it was a cool yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I guess uh, w- w- when you die, either like you're stuck in purgatory where you kind of have to like figure out you go to heaven, or they drag you to hell. There's yeah, this yeah. great scene where the shadows become alive. And there, speaking of sound design, when these ghosts are screeching when they come oh, alive yeah. to drag you to hell, like that sound is haunting. I saw this as a kid. You, it it's frightened stuck, you. It's, it's yeah. still stuck with me. I don't think I've seen it since. I, I like yeah. all the mythology, yeah, like where they're trying to move mm. stuff and figuring out how to like... I love when Patrick power. Swayze tries to learn how to kick the can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I forget the name of the actor, but he he's in everything. Yeah, the, yeah. he's in like a One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. He looks like Stephen Wright, but he's not. <laughs> I'm just yeah. gonna throw this out there. I'm a big fan. Like maybe I don't think she's done anything now. I don't care about Whoopi. The View Whoopi, was but it, from like that time and before, Jumping Jack Flash is so good. And right? the th- I think she did one. Was it called yeah. Thief or a Burglar? Mm-hmm. She did like three in the '80s that were really good. Like she to me was like the female Eddie Murphy, like fast well, talking. And Eddie, yeah. Sorry? And Eddie, you know, when she's a basketball court. I don't know about that one, but I I loved her in the 80s. And even like, yeah, this she's good in. Even like Sister Act, I know that's crazy, but she's kind of fun in that one where she gets like, she's hiding from the mafia and she's like, Completely, you know, I think she's like the opposite, and they have to throw in like with the nuns. I've been curious to yeah. go through the Whoopi Goldberg filmography. Uh, maybe we'll have to do a month of it. And by the way, <laughs> she did get uh, she got nominated or she won the Golden Globe for Best Actress, but uh, Color Purple had like eleven Oscar nominations, but didn't win any. Oh wow! Because none of us watched it for our 1985 yeah, series. Even yeah. I'm going to give this movie seven pumpkins. I had a I, I had a fun time with it. Okay, man. nice. Now we're on to the the uh, the second, second right? October second, yeah, that was a big first day, yeah. but that, that usually is. Yeah. Um, okay, Maddie, what do nope, you got? Nope. Kyle's going up. Okay. Um, so I started the second with uh, a film I've been meaning to watch for a while. Uh, it was on the Criterion streaming channel, so I thought, "What the hell, uh, vampire? Is it vampire or vampire?" Vampire. Uh, from 1932. Don't tell me you watched this on your goddamn phone. I did watch this. Oh, on my phone. God, man. Uh, this is directed by Carl Dreyer, I guess, who's most famous for Passion of Joan of Arc. Uh, the story, there's not really much to the story. This man awakens in the middle of the night. 
Um, and uh, I think he sees an old man drop off a letter. Anyways, and then he also sees shadows dancing on the walls and follows them to this old kind of inn castle, or he's in an inn to an old castle. I loved all that stuff. Like the visuals yeah, yeah. Are, are cool in this with the dancing shadows. Um, there he sees uh, a man get shot. Um, and then uh, he's, you know, c- c- consoling the, the two daughters and finds out that one of them uh, is gravely ill and maybe bit by a vampire. And he sets out to try to, um, I, I guess, I think he learns that if you kill the main vampire, you can free. Free his daughter, yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I enjoyed, like, I was enjoying up to a point. I thought the last, like, third of the film just became very messy. And I didn't like, like, the mythology they started adding. Like, he he does this, like, out-of-body part and i didn't like any of that no and, I, like um, that. I love that sequence though yeah i just i don't know it just I, it, like, it I, fell apart for me in the last bit like i was loving up to then and i thought it just kind of got messy with ideas and I, I guess i read up like it wasn't well reviewed when it first came in other than like visuals it's always been like you know watch it for the visuals but it sounds like the story is is not uh as well regarded i i yeah like this is uh I, I had some issues with this one. I, I I think I watched this on a Shocktober as well. Yeah. Um, it's also 1932. Like, I, I don't know. Sometimes I struggle with these. Like, it's not a silent film, but it almost is. Yes. Um, like, yeah, he's he's definitely playing it up. Yeah. Um, like, I didn't like even all that at the end how he takes out all that. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I really didn't like that last third at all, and it kind of killed my... My interest in the film too much, so I'm, I'm going to give this one five and a half wow. pumpkins. Uh, didn't uh, not one I'm going to run out and, and purchase on Blu-ray. Um, Kyle did watch that on his phone, so take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> hey, I, I've watched a lot of phone, movies on my phone that I've loved. Again, to me, like take those with a grain of salt as well. <laughs> to me, to me, if I like it, I'm going to I'll buy it on Blu-ray and I'll, I'll watch again. And if I don't care for it, I you know might not. I, I have three hundred Blu-rays uh, pulled out that it's like I'm not going to. Watch, watch if I can watch anything, I can watch streaming that I don't have on Blu-ray. I'm going to watch it on my phone, unfortunately. Yeah. It's either that or I don't watch it at all. <laughs> These are the cars we're dealt, folks. I, I think, it, yeah, it depends. Like, if I, I, I occasionally will still watch something in that kind of setting. I used to think like that. In the end, it doesn't really matter. If it's a good film, you're going to be into it. Like, I, I find sometimes I'm more focused on the, when I'm on the, because you have the headphones, so you're not, like, the sound is going directly into your Yours, you don't have any distractions because you're not like, you know, you're you're bored. There's nothing to do, so you're focused on that. Where sometimes I find at home, I kind of get distracted or might pull up my phone every once in a while. Yeah. I almost find sometimes, as crazy as it is, other than like, unless there's like sun, you know, shining through the window, which thankfully, there, you know, we're getting to the part where, you know, the, the days are a lot more That wouldn't be darker. probably f- for that one. That would have um, been light out. Yeah, I, again, I didn't have any problem uh, with that. Uh, in this one, I haven't had any problem this month, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. To me, like I find I, I'm sometimes more focused and yeah, I, I don't, who knows? I, I will see. I doubt there's ever going to be a film that I completely do a 180 because I watched it either at home or in a theater or anything like that. I don't know. But I think theater for me, uh, sometimes uh, I think that's more like because of the people though. I think that, and, and maybe like the sound, like, you talk about focus. I, I would say yeah. my focus is, a theater, always yeah. the best in the theater. But then sometimes for the theater, you really got to go pee, and that kind of ruins the last twenty minutes because you don't want to miss anything, you got or you're uncomfortable one, in front or, of you, like on their phone, and you're like, "This there, fucking asshole." There are some. I, I, I've been lucky yeah. and haven't had one of those experiences in a while 
with like bad audiences. That mm. can suck. Yeah. But I do find like you d- focus. I get that sometimes when yeah. like you're there, you're in a confined space on your phone. The focus is there. I, this the presentation of it, yeah, is not ideal. Hmm. Like even when I, I've I'm into something, I'm watching on a section of my phone. If I'm into it, I'm almost like you feel guilty for not watching. Or just that. like I I don't know. There is there is like a remove there of like I'm not when you go to a theater and you get that fucking you know they don't open the curtains anymore. But like you get you get brought into that yeah. world where. I think maybe my I, mentally I can for, for I can me though again it depends how much you're enjoying the movie or not. Like if I'm not enjoying that movie that last twenty minutes, I'm gonna find the seat uncomfortable. I'm gonna be pissed that I have to go pee. I think it it all depends. Whereas like you know a movie I'm really enjoying, three hour Batman movie, didn't feel that, and I'm like give me it fucking another twenty yeah, minutes of right. the deleted scenes. A movie that I wasn't enjoying so much, you know, this year, then you know, yeah, I, I don't know. Again, I, I think it all comes down to how much you're enjoying the movie. I, I think like those can maybe enhance a little bit, but I, I think in the end, you're either going to like in it or theater, you're like, like it. I, I, th- this is just me. I just love going to the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, still, like by far the place I'd I'd want to always see it. Like th- they've got all these thirty-five millimeter showings this month, and it's like fuck, I gotta go. see You want to go see them, right? Like, um, even if I'm not loving a movie, usually I'm happy I'm there. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you're eating popcorn, you're. So I'm not feeling it. I think what was it? Nope. And there was another one where I was just like, "Fucking end already!" Like yeah. I was just hating. <laughs> I was hating that I was stuck in this theater. Um, so yeah, I don't know. For me, I think it it comes down to how much I like the movie or not. Again, whereas a film that I loved, you know, Mission Impossible, that was fucking long. Wasn't feeling it. And I was like, "This is fucking great seeing it on the big screen." Like it, it might not be as crazy seeing like, the helicopter. If I saw Indiana Jones, the new Indiana Jones at home. It wouldn't be. It into would be it. painful. Yeah, I bet. But in the theater, uh, see that was <laughs> again. That that's when it went to change. My rating would be the same. I was just like, this is yeah. not good. And I bet I I would this. I would change because then I would be able to. I, it's it's there's a choice there for me. I guess like to do other things. Not that I stop things, but I'm getting close to that. I keep telling you guys, I think I'm. Shocktober will stop me doing it, but I think I'm getting close to being like. No, this isn't worth my time. I'm not Turn it watch, off. I'm not watching minutes. anymore. I've been with Kyle for years where I like I just couldn't. I have one movie that I've never finished. Playing for keeps or playing. Cap- Captain Ron? No, playing for. No, I've seen Cap. I've <laughs> probably three times actually as a child, which I don't know what that says about me as a child. Captain uh, Ron's great. Um, no, it's the one with that. Uh, Edward Norton and Ben Stiller, they play like oh, yeah, yeah. someone's a priest and a rabbi, maybe. All right. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't finish that movie. I think for me, the, the one that I just recently had, it may be the biggest struggle to finish a movie ever for me was My Dinner with Andre. Oh, yeah? Oh, really? <laughs> I've never seen uh, My Dinner. I think that's going to, yeah, depend if you want to, if, you, if you're down with all the bullshit yeah. at the time, which I, I was not. I didn't care. Um, but yeah, that, that was like, oh my God. But it's like, no, I'm finishing it. But that was like the worst struggle of to finish a movie ever in my life. So, anyways, we're getting way off track here. Yeah, guys, what, um, I watched on the second. We were talking about the original of this movie. I watched the remake, House on Haunted Hill, from uh, nineteen ninety nine, I believe. Let's see what we got. It's, it is ninety nine. I love the concept of these guys. Pretty much uh, going to this. Uh, abandoned mental asylum that had some issues where like the doctor was torturing these people to try to get them 
they believe that what turned a person would turn a sane person insane would turn a sane person sane. So he's just torturing these asylum people, and that he gets burned down. Uh, they all escape and torture this doctor and uh, Jeffrey Rush, who is playing the perfect Vincent Price character, and Famke Jansen had this idea they're going to throw a party in there for her birthday, where they if you spend the night, you get a million dollars. It kind of seems like Jeffrey Rush should have had more of these parts in his career. I was thinking about this. How come he is not like bigger? There's a lot of people that uh, I have noticed in a lot of these 90 movies. Well, like, he did like the Pirates films. It kind of has that yeah. fantasy. Yeah, like yeah, I was about to say, he gets to chew scenery in those, but a lot mm. of times he's playing like in the King's Speech, which I, I you know, yeah. people like to shit on the King's Speech, but Jeffrey Rush is great in the King's Speech. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a great actor. Like, usually when I see, like, oh, Jeffrey Rush is in this, I'm glad. You're in it, right? I, yeah, this is one of those movies I haven't watched in a very long time, did not like. You're going to hate this. It is very, <laughs> like, there's this weird mixture of, like, wow, this is, like, really good practical effects, and, like, oh, wow, this is really bad CGI, because it was, like, right on the cusp of, like, uh, visual effects still being done practically, and... Uh, Bad CGI. It's, the CGI's not taken. too bad till like the last ten minutes. You got it. Right? Where it get, it's like, are they, oh. this one? They're in the tower or whatever. At the yeah, end? you got. There's it. some like yeah. You yeah. see, I, yeah, I I dig this movie though. I I, I, I really like the concept. I love. I think all these actors. I think are like uh, who's that guy? I think Japan. this is one of the first two that did that. Like um, when you saw the ghost, the and shaking. Does that, shh, yeah, yeah, like it does. I think like this is the one, and then everyone started doing that mm. for their ghost effects. And this is almost nightmares too, because there's a lot of like easily creepy cut scenes that kind of like, oh, that's kind of spooky. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and it has a, a Tay Diggs, uh, Chris Kattan, and all these like gems from the '90s that you're like, oh yeah, awesome. Gem gems or turds <laughs> okay. from the '90s? Well, we'll say people from the '90s. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chris, Chris Kattan. Kattan. Like, everyone uh, I, I shouldn't be calling you a turd. <laughs> well, <laughs> he might actually be listening to the show. Like, yeah. What else has he got going on? <laughs> <laughs> Poor. Anyways, I love this. Movie. I'm giving it seven point five. Um. <laughs> Okay, so I watched uh, another What We Do in, sh- uh, uh, in in the Shadows, Brain Scramblies. This is where they go to a Super Bowl party, but they think it's a, subur- a superb, superb owl, owl party. And Brilliant. There is such a... I love the ends of these, where like the one guy finds out that he's a vampire. So he's like, oh, no, we're not to erase your... The last five minutes, and like I guess because they're like, oh, they go a bit too eraser they, heavy. They hypnotize him too much, so his like basically they like fry his brain. And this guy's a douchebag that they fry his brain. Yeah. So they fry this guy's brain, and now they're like, well, we usually just kill them and eat them at this yeah. point. And 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 uh, but then they start seeing like how he is with his wife now, mm-hmm. and is so sweet, and he can't believe he <laughs> He's got like, oh, I get to marry one. you. Like it was such like a sweet episode, right? Like I, I, it's an eight, yeah. Uh, uh, eight pumpkins for what we do in the shadows. It's mm-hmm. so good. Uh, I did uh, a new 2023 film that I was excited for. I was hoping it was going to play in theaters. It was not. Um, I don't know if Maddie got a chance to see it. Adam, you watched this, but pre-Shocktober. Oh, this is the... Uh, no yes. one will save I, you. I was hoping to watch this tomorrow night. But... Alien movie. Um... <laughs> oh, you didn't oh, no. like this. Yeah, this... this might be the the disappointment of the year oh, for me. No. Uh, I'll, I'll say the positives. Uh, <laughs> Keep the, on that positive. Uh, sorry, I'll say the positive. <laughs> uh, I, I like the look of the alien. I like how they took that kind of the, the classic gray design. I don't think we mm-hmm. see that enough, um, but gave it kind of a modern update, made it a little bit scarier. 
Um, but unfortunately, it does do like the opposite of Jaws formula, where they show so much of it. It doesn't that like scary. after twenty minutes, you're like, yeah, I don't need to see it anymore. It doesn't really look that great because it's it's a CGI creature running yeah. around. Uh, yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't enjoy this. Uh, there's not there's no like really plot to the movie. This alien comes down, um, attacks this this young girl in her in her farmhouse. Um, I know, did they ever explain how she has this whole house? It's supposed to be she's bought that on her own. No, I think I think she's she inherited uh, or something. Yeah, inherited it. Um, they, they keep on hinting. She's definitely that inherited. They hinted that like the town doesn't like her because there's some traumatic event with a young girl that died, and she's held responsible in some way. Um, but yeah, anyways, the aliens come down, attack. Uh, she survives, and then that's kind of the the film. It's just them and her fighting them off. Um, it, it almost plays like a silent film. There's not really much dialogue in it. It's just her. There's like maybe a few for words. an hour and a half because yeah, it, most of the film. I is think her she's amazing in it. By herself. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what would you think of this? What, what Liked your, what your, with yeah. reservations. Yeah, I don't understand. Like the alien jumps and it's attacking ferociously like an animal, and it's going like. Ksh. It has no fucking sharp teeth. It's got like this small little mouth that it, I don't even see teeth, but it's like, uh, it's like, it's almost like they came up with the design after they did filmed it or something. Like uh, there's parts, I mean, it does have claws, but there's yeah. just things that don't make sense in this. Like her, th- this stuff happens and she's got to. The I, aliens I, seem stupid. Like when she goes to stuff with the cop, I thought that was stupid. It's like, I understand. Okay. The, the, the people are, don't like you. So you're going to leave, but it's like, you know, maybe get past that because what you have at your house is a little more important than your feelings. I, I just thought there's a lot of dumb things in this this film. I, like uh, there, I I I kind of get it. Like she's probably not spoken to anybody in the town in many many. But years. again, you have something that would change the world. <laughs> I just don't care in in this movie yeah. about that. Like. That I, me, I think I that's the problem with this whole uh, film. I don't care about any of it. Like, I don't even care about her because we've already said that maybe she's not even that like likable of a character. Like, there's nothing. There's no reason why I should care about this character, whether she dies or not. Other than she's a human being. Uh, yeah, but who cares? That you can say about every film, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I, like for me, it's just about the set pieces, which I think are great, and I mm. I, I love the design of this, and in, in terms of sound design and, and production in the house and. I, I do think it's slight when it tries to play into the trauma. I don't give a shit shit about that too much. Mm-hmm. I wish they almost like eliminated that. The I don't even think you need any of that. I don't even know why you would keeps, add it, other than like maybe that's to stop her from going for help. Yes, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's that's there. Uh, but for the thing that people are always like, well, I she should say something. She should scream. Or I'm like, I don't fucking care. Like I don't want it. I like ju- it's an exercise. Just let it be an exercise where she doesn't speak. I'm fine with but it that. But the problem is, it just becomes repetitive. It's like aliens come down, attack. She fights, does whatever to one of them, rinse and repeat, and you get that like three times. I think they're all set up in in different ways. But yeah, I w- I was locked in to it for the most part. I I I would say the last twenty minutes, I went from like. Oh shit! I really like enjoy this movie a lot. Like this, this probably will make my yeah. I didn't like the ending either. Yeah, uh, I didn't really like the ending, and I, I just I, I did start feeling like the last the ten minutes is like when she actually goes up there. That that is. Just but I thought I, I like she's that's one of the better horror performances. Stuff she's doing with her face is incredible in it. Hmm. Uh, five pumpkins. Oh, uh, for me. Oh, oh. I'm gonna seven. Like this one. Wow. Okay, so I, I'll watch it this week and. Uh, 
You'll decide. Yeah, yeah, I'll be the deciding factor. I'll probably go like 6 or 6.5 yeah, in the middle. Yeah, and then it won't matter. Yeah. Well, uh, some people are really liking it, but I am noticing a drop. Like, it started really high, and that number is going down. I can see this. Like, most people yeah. will not like yeah. a basically a silent film. The, 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 the trailers look pretty bad. Like, I, I haven't the seen trailer, any of the I'm trailers. Like, uh, See, I just the trailers what sold me. I was I was uh, pumped for it because I'm like we we don't get home invasion. There's not very many good alien movies, especially yeah. with the gray. Yeah, that's true. Like, what's the last like Dark Skies? Is the last yeah. one, and I, really I like liked. this better than Dark Skies. Oh, yeah? No, I, I like Dark Skies a lot better. But I think the Dark Skies sells the horror moments way better than this film does. Mm. This film is more like action. <laughs> Action, uh, like silly. Yeah. I don't know. This I almost yeah, get like Independence kinda, Day yeah, vibes to this. Fun. I just uh, like again. It's not a horror. Yeah. It's will not I really a remember movie. this like movie in ten years? Probably not. I, like, will you ever not. watch it again? Is the real question. After probably not. But I bet ninety five percent of the movies I watched during Shocktober I'll never watch again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, Fair enough. like that's just the reality of like. There's I have mm-hmm. eight hundred. And 30 movies on my Shocktober watch list that I've never seen before now. I keep adding to it. It's just like... I'm the same sh- way, but yet I'm, you, you'll find even... Yeah, exactly. I throw on movies that I didn't even love that much like two years ago. Fuck it. Um, let's watch Sleepaway <laughs> Camp again. Yeah. And, and those movies it. have went up, so I'm glad I did. But yeah. Um, yeah. I think uh, I think there was like... It might have been that one year. There's... I remember it was last year. There's a couple movies that I always felt like I was so tired and I didn't give them my full. So those are the movies like, but I liked enough out of them that those movies I want to revisit. There's occasionally been. Uh, and there I, was like two or three that I. You I wanted guys to have check talked out. about. I think there was something Kyle that you talked about on a Shocktober like three years ago, and I had seen it a bunch of years ago. But I during maybe my first Shocktober and I was tired and I rewatched it. Is, this thing is exhausting. So sometimes that final watcher like mm-hmm. the last week, two weeks, there's a lot going on. And, and just, I'm I'm one of those people too. Like I don't cheat. If I I'm not gonna like yes. fall asleep, wake up, and 20 minutes have passed by and keep on going. No, I rewind. And there's times when it's like yeah. I've watched that same scene 15 times yeah. to get through I that ju- last 10 I minutes. I just had to do this like before you guys <laughs> yeah, came. Yeah. I had dinner. I was watching a movie. You're nodding off. And I nodded off, and I was like. I gotta go back ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, like if I've done it three or four times, I'm like, uh, it's you, not happening. You it admit, has to wait till tomorrow. Admit defeat <laughs> is what happens. Um, but I do do not. I definitely don't. Cheat, Maddie, something but. else. I, I had some friends over, Emily and Ben, to watch a movie called Witch's Brew from 2011. Nice. Have you guys seen this? Right? Kyle has, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty much. Uh, I. Uh, very low budget movie. I'm pretty sure it's made by a bunch of special effects guys who wanted to show their special effects. Right. So the plot is uh, there's a bunch of people who make homebrew beers and they sell it to a bunch of different bars and whatnot around town. And as they're making their deliveries, they accidentally kill a witch's cat. So the witch curses the beer. So anybody that drinks this beer dies. Huh. And it's so silly, stupid. You need a drinking game to go along with it. So every time <laughs> someone takes a drink, you take a drink. Every time there's nudity, that's two drinks. Every time uh, an officer of Plinsky picks his nose, how that's quickly three did, drinks. How, how quickly did you come up with the rules? Uh, it was part of the DVD. Is oh, really? Like, hmm. Which is brew drinking game. Like, okay. <laughs> so, what, yeah. So what are you going to give it? I don't know, man. The movie itself sucks, but I had such a good time watching this. So I might give it like 6.5 because like, if you're going to watch this movie, get yourself some beers and some friends because if you watch it alone, you're going to hate it. I disagree. I, I think I did watch it alone. I like this movie. Oh, did you? But like, it, again, you have to take into account. I don't, you don't have the same tolerance for shot on video or indie stuff, yeah. I think, as I do. 
like you can tell it was made by like I don't I don't get the impression it was even made by you did give this two and a half stars yeah Yeah. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I'm not saying it's a masterpiece but yeah like I I remember enjoying it two and a half for me means it's okay right two and a half is okay for me so that's no three is good for me sorry no one will save you is uh no one save you I would probably out of five I would give that two two and a half. I, your your math it just kills me man it doesn't always break down in half you can't just divide it in half that's not how ratings work why not that's exactly how they work no, it's not. okay because <laughs> I, I think i think i think stay when, on track boys stay i think i think when you have a rating out of 100 too you're going to rate it a little bit differently when you have those extra points to play like well you you get nuance in there that's all it's what, what the extra points are supposed to be is more about nuance in your own ratings yeah so again it, it, i'm not saying i'm going to go if it's five i'm going to give it a one but a five can be it could be a two it could be a two and a half or it could be uh a three like to me you can play with that point five. I don't just divide it exactly. So it's a five. To, to the way I've started on Letterboxd, I've explained this many times, two and a half is okay for me. Three is right. good. Uh, three and a half is like... Uh, right. Yeah, like we've, we've talked... It's better, yeah. Like, and then four is like really good. And then four and a half is like, this film's almost perfect. Five, I think I've given to like three or four films. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's like <clears throat> your... I think two is where like I'm probably don't... That's like less than okay. That, yeah. that I mean, if you if I give a film a two, that's where I'm like. Eh. What's your lowest score? I've given like one one and a half. Have you ever done a half? I have a low one coming up. Okay, <laughs> that I like well, less I, than. I can't wait. Again, I don't. No one. No one will save you. Is not the worst fucking yeah, movie. Yeah. I liked the look of the aliens. I liked mm. that crawling one. Like, there's some things I liked about it, but yeah, like I, I was pumped for that. And I'm probably that's not one I'm going to run out and buy on Blu-ray. Even if I see it for ten bucks, I might ignore it. Um, that's all. It's not. I'm not saying don't watch it. It's a piece of shit. It's just not good. <laughs> also, in Witch's Brew, if there's a severed dick, you finish your drink. Just, uh, just to oh, be, uh, wow. just be clear on the rules of this uh, drinking game, guys. Yeah, Witch's Brew isn't a good movie either. But again, I think like if you take into account that it was probably made for like twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, it I know Adam doesn't for, care about that, but for me, like yeah, I do take that into account because it's like, you know, I respect that they were able to pull that off, and you kids, know the kids stunts. Can try. And, yeah, I watched a 2023 movie that I think Maddie, you you've watched uh, now as well, Brooklyn 45. Yeah, I watched that actually on the uh, third. I think this is a movie that kind of surprised me about how I was into this yeah. movie. So this this basically sets up. It's after World War II. You've got a bunch of people that have had something to do with either being in the war, interrogators. Uh, someone that works at the Pentagon. They're old military friends. They're all like to do with the war. And they're all there to see their one friend whose wife has recently committed suicide. He wants to set up a, a seance. And it's got a bunch of players you'd recognize. It's got uh, Larry uh, Fessenden. Yeah. Uh, who's, you know, the, always good. Did, always, yeah. always good. And doesn't and, always do good movies, but he's always good. Yeah. The little bit. And he's, he's very good in this. And Ramsey, who has been in a million TV shows and movies mm. is, is in it as well. Uh, and then you've got like, Wait, I think, and Ramsey, isn't that the girl from like Goonies? Like, eh. no, no, that's <laughs> different. Maybe this is Anne Ramsey from a league of their own. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, and then you have Ezra Buzzington. Oh, you stupid poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stupid poop comments in this one. Oh, that is Anne Ramsey, too, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, crazy. Uh, so if, for the most part, you've got this, and then you've got a couple people that aren't as well. Like the, the guy that plays the... Bob? Uh, is it Bob? That's the husband of uh, Anne Ramsey. Yes, he's not been in really anything. No. He's, he's familiar. Like, I... 
I recognize him from something. I just don't know what because he has no credits to his name. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, they're there and they're going to have the seance and they've all got baggage from the war that kind of plays out. And then I don't want to give too much away. It's a great fucking radio play setup. It, it pretty much uh, five people locked in a room after a seance goes. And the seance is cool as shit. Like, yes. I really enjoyed the seance and I really enjoyed what goes on after. Like, everyone's like, there was a loaded gun and it's getting pointed at everyone in that room. It's like so tense and like you sympathize with every character and you don't know who's telling the truth and who's uh, hiding something or who's yeah. telling half truth or mm-hmm. there's a lot of nuance there. They occasionally, whenever they have to kind of reveal something, mm-hmm. that's when the dialogue stinks. Yeah. It, it like it's very dialogue heavy. The The effects that they use are great actually. It's a no-budget movie, mm-hmm. probably. But who's ever behind the camera is doing great. Like they make the that setup and compositions are, are they're basically in this one room. It, it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. It, what's crazy is when it opened up, I was like, ah, do I turn this off right away? Because it looks so fucking bad. In the they they go into the house. It's some of the worst looking yeah. cinematography I've seen on Maybe anything. Maybe it was shot with like COVID and it was done through green screen or some weird stuff. I don't. know. I think it's just shot in the street. It looks like a like um. On the W channel, yeah, like, like a, a, the, the one flashes of the Christmas special, like because this is technically a Christmas movie as well. Below, yeah, Flash. Uh, <laughs> the, like below what Supergirl. you would see on any of these shows, or below like what you would see on a Lifetime show. It's really bad, mm-hmm. like how it looks outside. But then once it gets into the room, lighting's better. Yeah. It looks better. It doesn't look great. It, it's yeah. set up great. The room looks great, but the actual like cinematography is just average. Mm-hmm. I. I've been in between, like giving it a six and a half and seven. I, I, I'm gonna I, give I, six good. and a half. I think there's something that goes Pumpkins. on where you forget that there was a, a spooky seance that happened less yeah. than twenty minutes ago. You're like, okay, then like, oh wait, no, there was a seance that just fucking happened because you forget because it gets so intense in the dialogue. I just yeah. feel like if the dialogues work through a little bit more, some of the intense scenes or interrogation scene that just never quite yeah. has the snap to it. There's just some things holding me back, even though I. I, I generally really like this, and I, I had a letterbox review where I think every year, because of how many movies we watch, and we'll, we'll all get into a rut where you kind of see stuff you weren't into for yeah. a bit. So the good thing happens, and you go, oh, uh, this is better than maybe... I, like, I, I, t- I tend to maybe overrate a couple I, I, things. I, I did watch this after watching a trilogy that well, we'll talk about, but I, I'm still going to give it seven pumpkins because I it was right. like a, a breath of fresh air for Maddie me. Maddie didn't watch this on this day. No, I watched it on the fourth. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Speaking of that, that that was this day because yeah, I didn't really love Vampire. Yeah. Didn't really love no no one will save you, and I finished off with a double feature, um, which whatever the first one was okay, but I didn't love it either. Bless you. Uh, so from 1987, video violence. This is a shot on video uh, movie from Gary Cohen. Uh, a husband and wife open up a new video store rental in a uh, store in a new town, only to discover that their customers are into extreme violence, and <laughs> th- all they want to do is watch horror oh, films they, with extreme violence they and, get and occasional adult films. Yeah. Uh, one of the someone returns the wrong video and they put it in. And it turns out it's a real snuff film, and then you they start to find out that maybe the whole town's in on it, this um, these snuff films. Uh, I don't know. It, to me, it was just fun seeing an old video store. Yeah. Like, I was just watching it for that way. Uh, acting and dialogue are like okay for shot and video. I mean, if you if you if you've got into the shot and video, it can go from like. Do you think Quentin Tarantino still has? Sorry, uh, still has his 
video store uh, set up in his house? Actually, he him he does a podcast with him and his buddy, I think, from maybe his video store days. And they actually, yeah, he has all the v- videos and they actually pull out and watch the video. The VHS. Oh, the VHS cool. and review the movies that way. So they're kind of going through everything he had in his collection, I guess, from the video store. Um, but yeah, if you watch shot and video, you kind of know what you're getting. It's like bad acting, really bad acting, like... Oh my God! This is tough acting. Like there, there is no such thing as good acting in these movies. Even the dialogue, you know, it's rare. You, you're kind of not watching it for that. There's just something about the aesthetic, and you know, you're gonna get crazy gore. Effect. There's something about that made, uh, you know, just some guys that wanted to make a movie had no talent to go to school. Charming about that, right? What's what's the term for it? There's a term for it. It's like made on um, what time? I, I forget. Made on the budget. The, the, the term but, shoestring um, budget. Anyways, yeah, there's kind of a... This one actually has, unlike most Sean video that are kind of just there to get to the gore, this one kind of has, like, you know, the plot mystery of, you know, the snuff videos and stuff. I thought was kind of interesting. But, yeah, I'm going to give it five and a half pumpkins out of ten. It was okay. Um, I, I did like things about it. Other think parts I thought dragged. Uh, and then I watched the sequel from 1988, and now this is two characters from that film are now hosting their own late night cable show and this one kind of plays out i guess almost like a found footage where you're watching that late night show and they'll cut to like fake you know parody shows or or whatever fake commercials commercials, and and then there's like live violence um there's like zero plot it's literally just this show the acting is even worse than this the effects are just okay i wasn't a fan of this one Uh, it seems like like something charming to me no i i I did not like this one i'm gonna give it three pumpkins out of ten um it, it was a tough watch it was like you know, and again, these aren't like fifty minutes. Like these are over an hour. I think the first yeah. one was like an hour and a half. I, I'm not sure how long that this one might have only been seventy five minutes or something. But it, it's tough. <laughs> it, yeah. it was a tough to get through. Uh, that was it for the second for me. I watched some uh, what we do in the shadows. But we already talked about that. I watched the uh, episode one and two of the second season. And I watched a, a Grim Grim, uh, the Lost Boys. This is from 2015. Uh, this is where a group of children. Orphan, basically, uh. that that have run away from their foster home, uh, their Vessen, and but they don't know because no one's ever they're they're orphans. Oh, Vessen has nothing to do with deers. Vessen is uh, the name of the monsters. Vessen are the right. monster community. Okay, uh, all the monsters are. I was Vesin. thinking venison, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and they need a mother, so they keep kidnapping these women, and then eventually they escape, and something happens. The cops come on. Uh, to find this dead body on the road, and then Rosalie, who is one of the main characters, she gets wrapped up with the children. Uh, it's it's a fun, grim episode, all, all in all. All in all? I'm going to give it 7.5. Ooh. Pumpkins. Okay. Is, is that it for the second? I think that's thing? it for the second. Okay, let's move on to the third... Okay, I guess I'm going to continue. I watched a uh, another version of The Turning of the Screw, actually called The Turning of the Screw. Ooh. This is, I think it might have been a BBC production. It stars uh, Michelle Dockery, who I usually quite, um, quite like. She was uh, in Downton Abbey. She's been in a bunch of other shows. She's usually quite strong. It is the, the classic going to Bly Manor and, and uh, that, you yeah. know, uh, we saw in the innocence as well. Um, this woman goes there. She's she brought Poor in to nanny. look at uh, look after the kids. The 
new uh, governor. She's the new governess. The old governess died in a mysterious way, and so did her boyfriend. And she's being haunted, or is she not being haunted? I did find this just. It was pretty. Like where the innocence, which I absolutely adore, mm-hmm. plays with ambiguity of 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 what the repression could be or not could be or what she's feeling. This one is all on the nose. It's so like, yeah. Th- this is in. This is her problem from the and 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 Dockery's performance is so one note. There's some psych stuff. I just didn't really get it. It's still an interesting story. It's still done in it like a very cool. Victorian uh, Manor. Uh, so there, there's got to be. Mrs. Gross. Is there a, who's the character? Is there Mrs. A, Gross is good as well. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, she's, uh, she's a British character actress uh, that I've seen in a bajillion things. I think I'm going to give it 5.5, though. Yeah, it just didn't really connect. A little bit dull? A little bit dull. A like, little bit too. BBC. Buttoned up shirt, BBC. <laughs> which I, oh, I, I kind of liked my British shows. Listen, there is a time and a place for the BBC hmm. button up. But yeah, I feel this is not it. Yeah, it's it's it, there's it tries to play scarier at times, like overtly more horror than it needs to be. And there's no again, there's no ambiguity to what's going on. Everything's like really pointed from mm-hmm. basically the first scene. It deviates from the novel in stupid ways too. Yeah, it's I wouldn't be a recommend uh, as a, as an adaptation. So I started off, uh, I guess, the first part of a weird trilogy called uh, Sometimes They Come Back, which is based on a Stephen King short story, where uh, pretty much there is a... This uh, is your first King adaptation you've watched, right? In my life. Yeah. (laughs) No, uh, pretty much there is this uh, teacher who uh, goes to teach at this new high school, but it turns out he had a past trauma where a bunch of greasers pretty much accosted him and his brother when he was probably around six and his brother was ten. And he ended up, uh, his brother ended up getting killed by these greasers. And as they were trying to escape, a train came and killed these greasers. So this high school teacher goes in and he is teaching uh, this teacher. But he notices there's this new kid in class who looks exactly like one of the greasers hmm. that was the guy who killed him. He's like, wait. So you said this is an anthology movie or it's oh, not? No, it's, oh, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's a. It's, the, the, from the book, yeah, an anthology the, the, book, okay. Yeah, a short story from Stephen King. Yeah. This is the first of, like, I watched all three movies, like, this yeah, week. But, I didn't like, even uh, realize there was three, I think. Yeah, neither did I. Until, like, <laughs> I. I read the book earlier this year. I'm like, okay, this is like a cool story. Like, let's check this out. And it has uh, Tim Matheson, I guess, from uh, Animal House and what have you. Okay. Uh, he's the, a teacher. And, like, all the kids are kind of giving him a hard time because he's a new teacher. But I, I guess this, uh, I don't, they don't explain why it's a ghost that comes back. But he's like, he looks exactly like him. He's kind of giving him the gears. And the one kid who's like, yeah, what's going on? He ends up killing that kid and running him off the road and whatnot. So as that kid disappears, he gets a new student, which is the second greaser that killed his brother. So like his class starts getting overtaken by these three greasers that end up killing his brother. It's him like already too many greasers. The hmm. three greasers is a lot. And it's him like trying to figure out like, oh, hey, where are all these greasers coming from? Is this, is this something? <laughs> <laughs> Try to figure out if these are the greasers that killed his brother because hypothetically they would be like 60 years old, but they're only like 19, what have you, right. in his class. So he's like, What's happening? Is he losing his mind? Are these guys losing his mind? It's clear there's no ambiguity. He is very, these guys are very greased up, too. <laughs> very greasy. And they, when they turn into demons, they look great. And there are some scenes where they kidnap this kid and they're going through a bridge. And they kind of accost him in this car. And as they're driving to the bridge, they just keep throwing these body parts from the car window into the like, it's cool. 
the story itself is so silly and it's hard to take right. serious. And it's worth checking out, but I'm going to 6.5. It's not really as uh, great as I thought it would be, but I did watch the second one as well, <laughs> which really leaned into the, uh, well, no, uh, what happened in this one? Hillary Swank. This one is a greaser who was a greaser, and then there's another greaser. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys talk about it. I'll, uh, Swanky I'll greaser. It yeah. I'll talk about the sequel in a second. You guys go ahead and talk what you you got some in Kala? Yeah, so I, I did a double feature um, again. So this one, I start off with The Barn from 2016. Uh, again, another low-budget film that was pretty much put together I, through I, a I Kickstarter. Like, I, I got to check this out. I feel like I might have done it dirty the first time I watched it. Um, there's things I really like about it, and there's things I don't like about it. Like, it is one of those films which is usually a problem with a lot of these little films. Like They have a barn in them. A barn, Not but barn. I know that the scripts usually aren't the greatest. Like they don't have that witty banter. They don't have actors that can pull off good dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, usually you can tell that these are from probably young filmmakers. It's you know an early film in their careers. Um, so th- this film opens up. Uh, there's two kids knocking on a barn door. They knock three times. It opens up. There's all the fog and lighting, which looks great. And the monster comes out and kills the young girl. And now we cut to 20 years later. Um, we have these two. Who's knocking on a barn door? Midnight trick or treating. It's on Halloween. Did I mention that? Oh. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, so, so, we, so yeah, they, they, they're okay. I, I think I get this. I think <laughs> like, it is it's like, not a normal thing. It's like, oh, no one's home. I better knock on the barn. No, like, <laughs> it's the barn in the middle in. of nowhere. I think it's like, it, it's known as like the haunted barn that right. if you so, knock three times, there's like this mythology there's throughout mythology. the town. Okay, yeah. I get it a little bit. So we cut to 20 years later, and there's two kids. Uh, they're kind of pulling pranks and whatnot, and Linnea Quigley comes in there. She's like the new minister of the church or something. Uh, this is like the only film I think I've ever seen where she doesn't get topless. Huh. Um, unless she does it in like the end credits or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you, the two boys, they pull a prank on her and for their punishment, they have to go out on Halloween and uh, they're going to get candy for like, I guess, I don't know, if, I forget the reason why, I don't know if it was because for the kids who couldn't, can't go, go out and get it. Um, but there's also going to be a rock concert with um, the bit this band they love. Who it's it's Ari Lehman who played the original Jason, the the kid. Oh, fun! The pops of the river. He's now like an adult, and I guess he's been kind of doing stuff. Uh, to, he's finally realizing like I can do something by saying that I was the kid in Friday Thirteenth. I can get movie roles. I can you see him go to cons. Lot, oh, he's right? doing cons and everything. He's yeah. he's a, he does a band where yeah. I forget their name of the band, but I think it's the some Jasons kind of or something it's some like kind that, of spinoff from the Friday Thirteenth. Like he's really taking Crystal advantage Shakes of that. or something like that. But he play he plays. They're, they're going to get go to this guy's this band. Uh, go to this see this band on Halloween night and get and stop and get this candy. And yeah, they end up uh, coming across the barn and they dare each other after telling ghost stories and they awaken the monsters. What makes this movie, like all the characters and dialogue, like whatever, there, there's parts that drags and that's what I think hurts the film. But the the three monsters in this are some of the best, like they're to me up there. If this was a better film, you'd be talking about them the same way you do as like Sam, the He's creeper. Good, eh? um, so yeah, the monsters are, are really awesome. So you have... The minor, aka the boogeyman, who is, uh, I guess he's guarding the the guardian for the barn. He's the devil's right hand man. He supposedly dug a hole up from hell. You have Pumpkinhead, aka Hollow Jack, who is the watcher of the pumpkin patch. He's pretty much got a pumpkin for a head that has like fire eyes, and I guess he can like control other pumpkins. Like there's a scene where the woman puts her hand in and like he controls and eats the hand. I think he can watch too through the eyes. And then you have candy corn scarecrow. Who's the protector of the harvest. And he's kind of like a scarecrow, but he's got the zipper mouth that you open up and he's got like sharp teeth, like a monster in there. 
the design like is is kick ass. I love yeah. the monsters. There's some cool practical effects. The score is amazing in this. Like I think I bought the the CD score because <laughs> it was it was so good. Um, yeah, like all that stuff is great. It's just too bad it's not. So in had you a seen this film. before? I've seen it one time before. And the same thing as Maddie. Like yeah. I remember really because the trailer is like, oh, this is gonna be so good. And then we watch it. It's like they're good, but it drags a time. Again, have they, you watched the sequel yet? I do want to see the sequel. I haven't picked up the sequel, and I don't think it's streaming anywhere. So I think it's again, it's one of those ones where you got to pick up like on the site. But they did like it. This has a fan base. Like they really seized. I think they just released a board game. I think there's like oh, action wow. figures. They've been merchandising really, uh, the shit, which makes sense because the design of the yeah. monsters and the, merchandising, yeah. merchandising, <laughs> merchandising. That's where, that's where the money is. Um, I'm gonna still give it six and a half pumpkins just because again, I think like anytime the monsters are on screen, it's fun. And there's a cool like there's a great scene where they go to a Halloween party and the three monsters come in and just start fucking murdering everyone at it, which is, is kind of fun. Um, yeah, there, there's definitely some really cool things but yeah it, it is like anytime the lead characters are talking about like yeah I remember them being really dull their stories it's like I don't care about just go and get chased by these monsters <laughs> yeah. like I don't give a bring fuck about bring back the monsters yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and then I, I guess should I do that because I did do one sure. that kind of relates to it I did Flesh Eater from 1988 uh, this is directed written produced and starring Bill Heinzman who uh, everyone will know uh, kind of again the ketchup commercials no oh <laughs> Is it Heinzman Hinsman? I thought he was the little kid that, you know, French fries. eating the French fries. <laughs> this isn't his directing <clears throat> debut. No, so this guy is pretty much a guy like Ari Lehman that's produced this one character and made a career off it because he goes to cons and everything with a big poster. He was the main ghoul in Night Living Dead. He's the one that attacks oh, Barbara. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. And that he's pretty much playing like that zombie character in this thing. Yeah. It's like kind of an unofficial sequel. <laughs> um, this is again. I remember we. I think we watched this like in an old Severin DVD, and it looked like yeah. was it Severin or Synapse? No, yeah. Shriek, Shriek Show, Shriek Show. So they were a company. They didn't always put out the best transfer. I remember this looked like shit. Like I thought it was a shot on video. It's not. Like I, I bought this on 4K <laughs> vinegar syndrome. Thank you. The, it, it's crazy what movies they pick for 4K. Anyways, it does look a lot better. Like, I think it must have been shot at least film, maybe 16 okay. millimeter. A lot better. Like, it's a complete different you can experience. You see what's going Again, on. I'm not saying, like, it's not a greatly sure. shot film. Like, it's still a, a low-budget affair, but it did, like, I don't know. It was nice to be, to be able to see, see everything. I have fun with this movie. I'm not going to say it's a good movie by any means, mm -hmm. but it's pretty much they awaken the zombie, and then he goes biting people, and then they turn. And you have, like... You know, you have a bunch of uh, young kids are at like the high school dance. No, they're, they're camping out in like in the middle of a farmhouse or something. Okay. But there is another later on. There's a Halloween party that they end up at, um, and then yeah, it's just the zombie going around attacking. But some of the uh, gore effects are kind of cool. It, it, this movie is played for laughs too, right? Like um, it's not really. Like you have the tip. The first half is kind of like typical Night of the Living Dead, where the people are holed up in a barn. Yeah, um, which kind of is the double feature. Why I chose it, and they're fending off the zombies. And then the second half is the Halloween party, and then it eventually gets into like the neighborhood. Um, so the, the the great thing about it is like there's a kill where he puts his hand through the back and it comes out the fist and looks fucking great. This is the movie where. You're going to see kids brutally murdered. No one is safe in this film, <laughs> which is uh, always a surprise. And you also have choice dialogue like this. Why don't you ever kiss me like that? If you had tits like her, I would. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I had, I had a blast with this movie. I'm going to give it... Um, this is a little crazy. I'm going to give seven pumpkins out of ten. I had, I had fun with this. Like it's Again, there's nothing to it. It's just a zombie going around attacking people and then more zombies. Again? Flesh eaters. Flesh eaters. Flesh, yeah. Or eater. I think it's just Flesh Eater from 1988. All right. 
from 1931, I watched Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I'm pretty sure it's Jekyll in this case. Oh, it's German? No. <laughs> it is, I'm pretty sure this is a Hollywood movie. Um, is this a talkie, or are you just misreading the cue card? That no, they this, put up? this is definitely a talkie. Uh, yeah, it's a Paramount movie. This is like in the run of them doing mm. all these kind of initial yeah. horror movies. But everyone says, Dr. Jekyll isn't in. Dr. Oh, Jekyll. Weird. And no one does not. No one oh. says Jekyll. Is it because Universal huh. owned the rights to Dr. Jekyll or something? And like the, oh. that character was public domain, but maybe they. No, because that's based on a classic book. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't think. Uh, there has to be some reason to it. They're, they're all. Per- spelled the same way but they all say jekyll maybe they didn't mm. know how to say it it's a it's a weird thing mm. uh but it's it stars uh robert march uh or sorry frederick march <coughs> i don't know why i said <laughs> robert march uh and also has miriam hopkins who i'm a big fan of she was in a bunch of the uh lubitsch movies she's got like a really just like quick-witted thing it's also pretty freaking brutal like oh yeah hyde is kind of like Bogart in um, uh, in a lonely place, but if he was actually like the most abusive that, person ever, like if it's uh, if his terror actually came out, hmm. it seems like he's the ugliest version of uh, Bogart ever. I, I don't know. It's an amazing performance. I guess he won an Oscar for this. Oh, awesome! Uh, and, and totally deserved. All the Jekyll and Hyde stuff is super good. All like him terrorizing is like. Still fucking gross, and but also like there's like a snap to it, like the dialogue really yeah. fucking holds you. There is a nor like a normal love story, which is part of the book as well, that mm-hmm. holds it all together, and it sucks. Like That's there's the, no yeah. chemistry between the two characters. You got these long talky scenes of nothing. It doesn't matter. But like Hyde is like athletic, like he jumps and does all these crazy moves and stuff. It's, it's it like, like a wrestler from the uh, 19. No, it's just, I think it's March sure. doing all his stunts. It's, it's kind of awesome. crazy. I've, uh, I, I'm trying to think about, I don't know if I've seen any adaptations of Dr. Jekyll and Hyde. Like it's weird. Cause I've seen it, you know, every other monster movie, I've seen a thousand Phantom of the yeah. Operas. I don't think I'm trying to think. I don't think I've seen like, is there one that you should start off? With? Is there one that's like better than others? All I can think of. I is think this the, uh, and, and Hunchback and Notre Dame are the two like monster movies around those times yeah. that there's a bunch of adaptations. And I don't think I like. I think they they both started in the silent era, and I don't think I've seen any like Phantom of the Opera. The best one's probably the the silent one, right? Um, mm. Most people, yeah. like, I haven't. I seen. I think that's that's my favorite of the, the bunch I've watched. But yeah, I, I'm wondering. I maybe throw it out to listeners uh, if yeah. there's a. A Dr. Jekyll and a Mr. Hyde and a Hunchback Notre Dame, like those are the ones I, to watch. I, th- I think I've seen the the uh, Spencer Tracy. I think plays, but as a kid, like I, I'm pretty sure that's the while. one I, I had seen. Um, like when yeah, I was watching this, I was like, oh, I I've seen a Dr. Jekyll, Jekyll <laughs> and Mr. Hyde. Um, There's it, a new one too. I don't know if you guys really heard good. like Hammer. Is trying to get back. I mean, they've they've already been back. I yeah, think. yeah. But they're trying to like get back again. But they're doing a Doctor Jekyll come out this year, and it's it stars Eddie Izzard. Okay, uh, okay. Um, who I think is now. Like, did uh, tr- is, is he tr- non-binary? Something like that. But yeah, yeah. and I think that's going to kind of okay. play into the because there but, isn't there an 
It looks kind of interesting. Isn't I don't know. there another one that plays off of gender as well? Well, there, there, there is, I think, a Hammer film called Dr. Jekyll and Mrs. Hyde, but yeah. that's not... Sister Hyde. Sister Hyde, yeah. But this one is... The new one's just going to be Dr. Jekyll, but yeah, maybe it is kind of going to be a reimagining of that. I don't know. Anyways. Awesome. So uh, sometimes they come back... Did you give your rating again? For... Oh, I'm going to 7.5 pumpkins. Oh, well, so you like to put it. I thought you were getting to say that you didn't like it. No, I just don't like the, I didn't, there's a section of it, it that takes it down from like those uh, okay. classic ones that it's pretty prominent in the movie, but I love everything else around it Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that I'm able to overcome. I love his butler guy. Like he's just, there's all the little pieces and character actors in these, like, like you see in Invisible Man or something else where it's all these other like crazy characters are great. You get that in this too. Nice. They kind of like the, uh, that's what you want, right? Yeah. <coughs> so uh, the sequel to Sometimes They Come Back is uh, Most Times They Don't. From uh, no, It's uh, Sometimes They Come Back Again. But it's, you just talk, I thought you just talked about part two. Yeah, I did. I didn't give you anything. I just oh, kind of okay. said, I'll talk about this later. So I want to oh. look it up because it has a Michael Gross from Tremors that you'll recognize as like the gun crazy fellow from. Tremors. I know him from uh, Family Ties, but. Yeah, that makes sense as well. Uh, Hillary Swank is in this. Uh, there's like a star started even like the fella from on the um, swank meter. What is she at? I'm going to say uh, swanky to uh, not so swanky. I'm going to say swanky. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis Arquette. Yeah, is in this too? Uh, the, the the fella from a uh, son-in-law in Sandlot's also in this. Probably sure. Is he in Sandlot? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he was uh, umpire no- yeah, number yeah, six. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, striking the jet. <laughs> <laughs> striking the. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Okay, I am. We are going off the rails on this one. Oh, I, who cares? I, I, I don't even know what I was talking about. I need Anyways, this. yeah. Uh, so, uh, what what's going on is uh, he comes back because his mom was killed. Yeah, I, I, there's a satanic thing where you have to cut off a finger. This movie is a mess. It has nothing to do with the original, other Sounds than there's perfect. like a satanic thing. I was going to give it five point five. Yeah, it wasn't that great. Uh, I did one more for the night, and then I was done. Um, so this isn't a double feature, but I kind of kept this theme running for the whole week. I would do one of these at the end, um, kind of possession, witch type movies, uh, in a house. Um, so I, I started off with 1982 superstition. Uh, this, I almost watched for our slasher series to see if it could make it. Cause I remember enjoying it. I remember it having insane gore, um, but I wasn't sure if it would count as a slasher. And I, I don't know if I would count yeah. it. It has like slasher elements for sure, because at times there is, you know, someone growing, killing, murdering. We haven't people. had a slasher, to, mm. have we? Really? Well, we're kind mm. of uh, slasher out, I think. From I get, oh, I watched Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, I, 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 I have some that I'm, I'm, I might get through again. I've been trying to do themes, and it hasn't fit. But uh, but so, anyways, it opens up two kids. They scare off these two. It'll, it'll, there's two kids making out a car. They get scared off by something, and it turns out it's these two young kids, like you know, eleven, twelve, pulling a prank, and they're in this uh, um, this old house. It's uh, this old abandoned house, this area, and they With get Bob Vila, right? He's Bob Vila, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They get fucking brutally murdered. The one kid gets his fucking head chopped off. What, the children? Yeah, the oh. one kid gets his head chopped off, and then his friend finds it in a microwave. It turns on and it explodes. <laughs> that sounds awesome. And then the other friend's trying to escape through the window, and it pulls up and it keeps on going. Till he gets cut in half, and then he's like still trying to crawl away and dies, and that's huh. how the film opens up. So you find out that this this is a house that I guess the church technically owns. Uh, back in the the Puritan days, I guess there was a witch 
in this area and they drowned her in the lake uh, while she was alive and she swore revenge. So, yeah, it's this weird film that's like slasher elements, supernatural, and a witch, um, which is probably the problem with it. It is a bit messy. Like, yeah. it doesn't know what it But, um, why? And, and there's like a kooky old lady who's across the, 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 across from the house and she's got like this mentally challenged son that they think is part uh, responsible for these murders. But it is a film where no one is fucking safe. Like kids are going to die. Priests are going to die. And all the, uh, like the effects are fucking great. The deaths are great. Like there's, you get to see a saw blade shoot out into a priest's chest and just keep on drilling through, drilling through for a good, like two minutes till it eventually comes out the end. That sounds awesome. Um, there's uh there's a spike hammered into someone's forehead, uh, glass that explodes and, and goes in it. Like the the kills in this are great. Um but yeah, I don't know. The rest of the film it's it's just okay. Like I said, it is a bit messy. Um I'm gonna give it six and a half pumpkins out of ten. Like I enjoyed it, but um it's also not a necessity. But yeah. if you just want to see some of the best eighties gore effects, like uh, so if we're doing a hundred best uh, one day because I, I don't have any water in my mouth to try. If we'd ever do, like, we get to the point, we'll do, like, you know, the best death scenes, 100, whatever, and yeah. 10 years from now. Like, this is a film where you'd pull this out that and a couple of them could make supernatural? it. Supernatural? Uh, yeah, Superstition. Superstition. Awesome. <clears throat> I watched uh, two uh, What We Do in the Shadows. This is The Curse, uh, uh, season uh, two, episode four. And Colin's Promotion. And Colin's Promotion. Yeah, I watched that on the fourth. Is Yeah. They're great episodes. The the curse were the, I guess every, it's been ten years since they've checked their email, and one he's got two emails. That's it, Nandor, and the one email is someone saying if you it's Bloody Mary, and if you don't, if you don't send this to ten people, you will be, be cursed. cursed. Yeah, and they take their curses seriously. The, the bullshit used to get when the internet was around on your uh, Hotmail account. Like they take it seriously. It's. They don't have 10 emails, so they're trying <laughs> frantically to find 10 emails. So they find like a business card or something, something like, ha ha, uh, Ray Michael from Circuit City, <laughs> yeah. you are now cursed. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And then uh, Guillermo's getting in with this vampire. What are they called? The Mosquitoes? Is they're calling themselves? Or something like that? The Mosquitoes uh, Club? Yeah. Turns out it's Greg Robinson from, uh, I guess, The Office. Is, he's. Yeah, he is like they're vampire hunters, so they find. They, they, he thinks it's their house, but it's not. I, yeah. I, I don't give anything away, but yeah, like, yeah, it's still a vampire fucking house. Oh, and, it's great! It, uh, it's, it's spooky. Also, the action sequences in yeah. the show when they do happen are exceptionally well done. Yeah. the the effects nothing is done pure CGI. Like that's that's a rule in in the, yeah. they occasionally have to use computer graphics yeah. for some things but they try to do everything so they're still like even if a bat looks silly they're gonna do the silly bat yeah like they they that yes i love love that oh my god the show's so fucking funny and it's it's done with a unbelievable amount of care i love it so i'm gonna give uh the curse uh eight and colin's promotion this is oh my god! Okay, uh, up until the following episode, this is my favorite of the season. Uh, uh, there's one guy. The who's following in, episode, really? Is that the which one was that? Oh, on the yeah. run. Yeah. Yes, the, I the, love that, that is, as well. Yes, I think best so far. The, yes, I agree. 
Uh, anyways, so what happens is that he's an energy vampire, and he's kind of a, a dick. No one actually likes him, but he's a vampire, so he hangs out with these people. He has no idea where he came from. He gets promotion at work, so he just draws power constantly. Because now he's he, – so basically he's an energy vampire, so he just bores people to death, annoys them to de- de- almost to death. Like they just pass yeah. out in the hallways. No energy. But now everyone has to listen to him. So there's no hold bar. So he has all this power, and he's now got power over all the actual vampires <laughs> in the house. He is using these, like, he's growing hair where he should have more hair. So his hair looks ridiculous. And like then his, a, his head grows, right? Like yeah. his brain is becoming super powerful. It's a fucking great episode. 8, 8.5 pumpkins. Mm-hmm. What do so you give it? Uh, I'm going to give it, yeah, 8, 8.5. I'll say 8 because I think the. I'm, next I'm, one I might is, go even higher on the yeah. next one. I think the next one is like an all timer. Yeah, episode. it's up there with a the trial for me. Anyways, yeah. Uh, anything else from you guys? Let's see what that's I got. I think that's it for me. for me. I've got a grim. Uh, this is Maiden Quest uh, from uh, 2015, uh, season five, episode four. This is uh, a wealthy mobster. He's got three kind of. Uh, suitors for his daughter and they have to go on this quest to basically murder somebody that murdered his son or whatever it's got the nanny one of the nanny's daughters is is fran drescher uh, yeah fran one of fran drescher's the kids okay yeah yeah yeah. fran drescher's not on this one yet (laughs) i don't want to give away season six where she becomes the big bad but uh yeah um no so so it's like a sleazy club owner they go it's not one of the better uh, episodes. It's probably the weakest episode of the season so far. I'll probably give it 6.5. Um, there's still like a lot of grim stuff. Wu, who I don't talk about enough, uh, who's one of the cops. He's from Deadwood? No, uh, Yeah. I, he's, he's, he's up there. <laughs> he's hanged eye with the... Uh, Anybody the, uh... named Wu on a television what? show is fucking awesome. And Wu on this is so good. He has the cheesy... It's like Maddie if he was on a show and just got to have his one-liners. So they go, I don't, I can't, but imagine you go to a crime scene and someone's had something horrific done. You would make a one-liner joke about what happened there. I'd probably vomit and wet myself, pretty honest with you. (laughs) But if you'd done it enough, uh, you'd be blue. Uh, So that's it for me. I watched uh, from 1999. This movie gets a lot of uh, slings and arrows. The Haunting remake. People hate this movie. I can see why. Based on the original material, this is nothing to do. Uh, this movie's not good by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but what an interesting concept. The entire house looks great when they first walk in. Like, why you're watching this is a set piece of this house. Right. There is this room where it's like you shut it. It's almost like a carousel where it keeps going round and round with mirrors. Like, this is kind of cool. It has the uh, girl we were just talking about from the edition, uh, Leela. Um, uh, uh, Lily Taylor. Lee Taylor, she is the uh, Eleanor who is uh, getting kicked out of her mom's apartment because it's she got a crazy much... cast: Liam Neeson, Owen Lily Wilson, Taylor, Owen Wilson, Catherine Zeta Jones, Jones, Bruce Turn. Everybody understood the assignment in this. Todd movie. Field, uh, who's now the most known as the director of of Tar and in the bedroom, and yeah. everybody in this knows exactly who they're supposed to play, and they they play it very well. It's just that the uh, source material is bad. Everything's kind of hokey cheesy the, the story's not that great uh, well the source material is great okay yeah. but the, the, fact the that, like, actual like the script that they were yeah their version like, and the, the worst thing about this CGI this is like some of the worst CGI oh it, it's bad like 1990 so you haven't watched film. this in a long time right 
Uh, I feel like I revisited at least on DVD days. There, there is something about this movie. Like I kind of, I, and I, I didn't I, like. I it. was expecting it to be terrible. The, like, I, I saw this in theater. I yeah. think I've talked about it on the show. Like this is a, another one with your yeah. version of uh, House on Haunt. You got it, House on Haunt Hill. Yeah, hated both of those experiences. They, they, yeah. it wasn't just slashers in the late '90s that made me go. I, I can see. I this. take back going to the theater and saying that it's always. Uh, but this was actually a fun experience because people were like Boo. booing in and like doing all this crazy shit to this movie. The last ten minutes of House on the Haunted Hill is pretty much all of this movie. Like it's all CGI. Right. Like once, th- but there are things about this movie that I think people forget. Like all the acting is done so over the top and kind of almost comically. Like everyone kind of knows what they're doing. It's that they're playing it for laughs. So. I don't know. There is also this one, the whole house so you think itself. It's, you think they're in on the joke? I think so. Like, everyone is playing this, like... I don't think so. I mean, when this, they all thought they were gonna, they were doing this big, epic, gothic movie with top-of-line CGI, which it was at the time. Really? Because, like... Like, this this had a huge budget. It had, like, Patrick at the time... Jones is playing this, like, a 1970s, like, a uh, giallo uh, Harris. And, like... Uh, Liam Neeson's playing this like a, a a doctor from like the 1940s. Even like, if he he's just in, at that point, Liam Neeson was this was before he's done million of act million. Yeah, action this movies. had an 80 million dollar budget. This is 20. Okay, this is 20 something years yeah. ago. This this was like one of the biggest budget movies. I remember how big of a deal and how much. Yeah. And they were like they were showing like the making ofs of the CGI before the movie's coming out and how we're gonna change. Like I think they thought that this was, and then people were like, no, but this CGI looks like shit. <laughs> Like, I think even then they thought they'd, like, I think this is when CGI was starting to being used for everything, and they, yeah. they were throwing, like, tons of money and thinking, like, because we can do it, you've never because seen Lucas this. Because Lucasfilm did it. Because the statue now can come to life. You've never seen this happen before, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Like, just because you can do it, it looks like shit. Like, yeah. I, I was still giving it five. It wasn't good, but check this movie out because the house itself is cool. There's yeah, like, I, I do great, agree with like, you. great, like, set yeah. pieces. They're like... There's like a hall that's like almost like a you got to jump from book to book. I just yeah, saw a contemporary cool. review and it was like, uh, uh, let me just f- find it. It's really, really pretty awesome. So, uh, you know, when you're you find yourself muttering such faint praise as "Wow, that was some really excellent dot 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 art <laughs> direction." <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, so we're on to our last day for this one. Oh, the fourth. Okay, I know that's a lot. That's a lot of like dead air tension we're giving you there. Yeah. But I, I hope it's uh, hope it's worth it. So from uh, 1966, Billy the Kid versus Dracula. <laughs> I always wanted to check this out. How is it? Pretty good in in, in all. Uh, I, I assume you, you, you know what you're signing up for. It's Billy the Kid versus Dracula. Like, yes. there's got to be something going on here that. Honestly, so it's Billy the Kid versus Dracula. Dracula comes to town on a, a carriage, and it you know he gets to this he's he's fucks up people on the carriage, and then realizes that this one uh, the one carriage person has this beautiful daughter, and he wants the daughter as his bride, and but Billy the Kid is gonna marry the daughter, so that's where it's. Billy Kid versus Dracula. John Carradine plays Dracula. 
might be one of the best Draculas of all time in terms of not giving a fuck. <laughs> John Carradine in the first scene like is doing all these crazy eyeball things that everybody's just eyeballing everybody, but he's such a dickhead to all of them. He's chewing every line. John Carradine is amazing the in Dracula this. for like, you? Like, might be. <laughs> Get out of here, Gary Oldman. Get out of here, He's, he's like, fuck, I have to be in Billy the Kid versus Dracula? Well, guess what? You're getting the craziest performance of a Dracula in t- ever but it's a western it seems like like a breakfast cereal that you would get from like the 1960s like billy kid was dracula now with iron <laughs> 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 it's exactly what you get but you get all these kind of like they're doing crazy moves on the horses like stunt horse stuff all of a sudden happens and then you go through all of these great vistas that you've seen all in the john ford movies that are like it's it's a weird the the story doesn't matter, right? Like, oh, Dracula's now he's the uncle. He says he's going to be the uncle, and he's westerns do- are hip with kids, and Dracula is hip with kids. How can we make money off of this? Yeah, it, it reminded me of like a a one off episode that may have happened on Gunsmoke or something, mm. like uh, where now we're going to do like a fantasy episode. All of a sudden, it's very TV esque, yeah, in its approach. I think Kyle, you might. Dig this quite a bit. Yeah, it's it's been on my list to to one day check out. Um, Where'd you watch this? You bought the it's 4K? on canopy. Yeah, yeah. the four K. It's been it's been on my canopy list. I think since I got canopy and we've been doing this, and I was like, I'm gonna watch this one day, and I'm glad I did. It is by it's not a good movie. Uh, like it, in in a, a traditional sense, um, it could have still t- fifty. It should be a TV episode on mm. on some show it's like a rejected script and they're like well what if we say that cowboy was billy the kid yeah, sure we'll yeah, make your yeah, movie yeah. son sure whatever I, I have no idea like maybe this person actually did movies but uh i'm gonna give it a six i've given it a lot of praise for a six but like this is way yeah. better than billy the kid versus dracula should ever be uh, i would hope uh you know you'll you, I got so distracted by like Billy the Kid. So I watched the uh, the third installment of Sometimes They Come Back hmm. for more from 1998. So this was actually kind of interesting. Uh, what happened is it starts off, there is a military base, almost like the thing in Antarctica, where people are going nutso butso. So they. Nutso butso. Nutso butso. <laughs> they drop in these two uh, military cats to kind of figure out what's happening. And uh, as they're going through. Oh, <laughs> I say nutso butso with the kid all the time. That's my new favorite saying. Oh my god, nutso butso. Anyway, <laughs> uh, they, they drop him in, and uh, I guess it's almost like in, like an old X Files show where like the leading commander lost his mind, and he is like offing people, and they're finding all these people. Turns out, uh, not to spoil anything, they somehow had to tie this in with the other two movies because if they did have this one exploitation scene. You wouldn't understand why right. it's called like sometimes I do. Uh, so like, hey, wait, they were doing like devoting thing in Maine, dearie. And they're also doing this in California. There's also two other things you haven't heard about. But this completes a pentagram. <laughs> so like there is like a I guess they're doing a sacrifices underneath this whole like military. So it's like Mother mind. of Tears where they, they really like, uh, OK, this is a trilogy. They had a movie. That they had to like, okay, how can we get this made? Like, I don't always call it. Sometimes they come back for more. Like, yes. 
perfect. <laughs> Make it. I, I didn't hate this movie. I love the idea of them going to like this old military base in the middle of nowhere where they're they're stuck there and they don't trust anybody. It had that kind of tension, but didn't really do it that great. But in all fairness, I'm still giving it six. It was a right. All right, movie. The whole trilogy. Yeah, uh, not really worth. Can't it. recommend. Not worth anyone's. So time. the first time Stephen King watched uh, for uh, adaptation for Maddie didn't go so yeah. well. Yeah, have you guys heard of this guy Stephen King? Apparently, he is he's a writer who's done some things. Like hmm. he's kind of cool. I, I thought guess. it was uh, Family Matters episode Stephon Kong. Yeah, <laughs> that was Goldberg's, wasn't it? <laughs> was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're losing it, buddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. So I started the day off with a film that I think you watched last October. Really liked it. It made your um, list for uh, shock tees uh, for 1943 Carnival of Sinners. Um, oh, the the French movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is this mediocre. Two, yeah, a couple of years ago. Okay, painter. But it was on your list this year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, your shock tees. So this mediocre painter. Um, he uh, breaks up with his girlfriend after he proposes to her, and the chef overhears at this dinner. Um, there's a wraparound as well. But uh, the chef overhears him and uh, says, you know, he has a, uh, a solution to all of his problems. He has this talisman that's pretty much in the form of a hand in a box, and it like, kind of moves um, on its own, and it will bring him fortune and success. And he says, you know, you can have this for the cost of a penny. The only catch is you have to sell it, um, uh, you have to sell it at a loss before he dies, or else he'll be you'll be condemned to hell. Um, and so, yeah, it's kind of it's pretty much the monkey's paw. Like yeah. he becomes rich and successful, his girlfriend returns and becomes his wife, and and uh, etc. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I did I didn't love this one. Like I, I it started out I was liking the first bit. I felt like it didn't have enough horror elements there. Um, for me, like, it's like once he gets this, he becomes rich. And, and the, you know, there's this guy that keeps on following him in this suit that, you know, may possibly be the devil or be working for the devil and constantly kind of like letting him know, hey, just letting you know. And, you know, there's some deals. Like, there's some fun stuff with that. Um, yeah, I like the back and forth, uh, yeah. those, those characters. A I lot. think my biggest problem with it, kind of like I had with vampires, I just hated like the last. 20 minutes like the scene where he goes into that room and there's all the previous victims and I just found all that kind of cheesy and felt out of place the ghost of them like it just felt like a completely different film than we'd watched and even like where it all goes and yeah I, I didn't I didn't like any of that um so uh, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna give it five and a half pumpkins out of ten wow um yeah it, it didn't uh no flesh eater no flesh eater. No, it didn't. It didn't work for me. So this is a carnival of uh, sinners. Yeah. Where'd you end up checking this out? I think it's on Criterion. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Is it still on? It was on. It was there. Right, it's on one of these streaming things. I think I've seen it. It was two. It might have even been three years ago. I watched mm-hmm. it. now. Yeah. Um, I just felt like yeah, like it starts kind of promising, but then it doesn't like it. It is a horror film, but it it's kind of like it doesn't do enough with that for yeah. me. I don't know. Yeah, I also watched the uh, Brooklyn Forty Five that we talked about earlier. Right. Uh, I watched um, What We Do in the Shadows on the Run. This episode is amazing. So what happens is I watched this. uh, This won't count for you this week, right? Yeah, I watched it on the 5th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, So, yeah, like it basically like opens up 
and and Laszlo has found like a, someone who's been trying like a there's a blood played cue. by Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. What's great about this is there are so many special it's guests. Mar- it's Mark Hamill, right? I, I I I don't know. Like there are so many people in this. I'm like, is that is that Nick Kroll? Is that who who is that? Like there are so many people that like they're so well done up. Yes, it's Mark Hamill. I, you you made me think I was going insane there yeah. for a second. Yeah, it's Mark Hamill who plays this disgruntled. Uh, vampire because Laszlo didn't pay his rent yeah. in California in the 1800s, yeah, so he, and he refuses to pay hundred bucks or something. What, like it that. wouldn't be of a hundred bucks. Like I, like I'm a sure it would be like, like a buck eighty. I think, I think it was 180 bucks. I think something like that. It was. I don't think they mentioned it. Do they? I have possibly. Uh, anyways, but yeah. it's going to be nothing. It's yeah. absolutely nothing. They definitely have the money. He <laughs> refuses to pay, and then they're going to have a duel, and Laszlo won't have the duel. So instead, he just like, that, <laughs> he and goes. he takes off, and he just takes off and creates a new. Is it Johnny Dakota? No, it's Johnny Daytona. Da- Johnny Daytona, <laughs> and it, uh, so he creates this new character, and he gets into women's. Vo- he is so Marcy charming Ball. in this. He's a bartender, and he gets into women's volleyball. He's like, let's make the team. He made the team great, and he has this bar. And like, people love this bar. And he's <laughs> like a better person now. Like, you could definitely tell, like, he's realizing what community can be and all this sure. stuff because he's he's away from this. But it all fucking goes. It's played for oh, laughs. So the, the back and forth between him and Mark Hamill at the bar. <laughs> Mark Hamill is He's Later, a, he's a voice actor for sure. He yes. could do this. Like he's, he's good. so good. He uh, he he's he, the the scenes in the bar. You're he's like, gonna be in something. He's who he's got a role in one of these new big films. Oh, yeah, can good you guys? For him, man. You guys know what I'm talking about? No, no. no. He should be, because uh, I think Mark Hamill. He's not so good in this. The Star Wars, but the early Star Wars movies, right? Like uh, he, he 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 is good in like the. Uh, yeah, the new ones. What? <laughs> like he's good in the new ones. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, but like you can definitely tell it's a young actor hasn't quite found his footing. Yeah. Now he's in the biggest movie in the goddamn world. Yeah, he's always in every movie he's doing stuff now. If that movie came out now, yeah, for, like modern what people would be killing him, and they probably did at the time. He's not. He always overreaches as an actor, right? Like, well, yeah. he's always been a better, probably, voice actor than mm-hmm. than actually. And sorry, the thing I was thinking about, he's in the new Mike Flanagan series, The Fall of the Hell's Oh, Special. I, oh, yeah. Okay. I, th- when does that come out? The 12th or something? Uh, like, 12th, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was doing. I can't wait for that. I'm going to watch Tower. that this month. Yeah, oh, is he doing. Oh, the new Dark Tower yeah, series. Isn't that why he left him, like, to go to Prime? Oh, he's doing Yeah, it as so well. th- this is his last, last thing one. on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyways. Awesome. Best episode of the season like, so it's far. It's so silly. It seems like a, like a Saved by the Bell episode with like Johnny Dakota. Yeah. Like, they really just ripped this off like, oh, he's Johnny Dakota now. It like, works, and, and you don't have all the other characters mm. who are also great. It's a it's a, it's a a really Laszlo-centric yeah. episode, but it, it's excellent. It's it's a nine for me. Yeah, I was thinking like, it's got to be 8.59. It's, it's, it's amazing. Honestly. It might be my favorite episode of the entire series so far. Actually, the trial's really good. But yeah, uh, them two or are... Or Baron's Night Out. Yeah, like, it's it's probably between those three for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Uh, so this one I wanted to watch, but I, I couldn't find it at the time when we were doing our Top 100 Slashers, because Hysteria continues to seem to like this one. Uh, they're probably the most famous 
horror podcasts that focus on slashers. They've done like commentaries on all the mm. Scream Factory and Severin and, and Vinegar Syndrome Discs and whatnot. Um, and like their audience too was kind of like, yeah, this is pretty good. So I guess they did a remake of Terror Train. Okay, it's it's on Crave right now. I think it's like I a think, t- yeah. I think it's a Tubby uh, exclusive from oh, 2022. Tubby exclusive. I think it was. I could be wrong yeah. about that. And then they I did, love that they, we're all calling it Tubby. Yeah, you guys. I, I was talking to someone at work. And I said she had like Tubby. You mean Tubby? Like, no, I'm pretty sure it's called Tubby. Like, I I, I did it with a straight face. Like, I think she's gonna tell her friends. You're like tubby. gaslighting all these people. To I think know. That it's I love tubby. it. <laughs> I love it. So I think I, they they did. Jordan Mitchell deserves all the credit yeah, for course. for this. Uh, they did a terror train. Uh, the uh, John Cassavetes <laughs> of Spaghetti's, as I was calling him. <laughs> they did a terror train and a terror train two, same year, twenty twenty two, Tubby exclusives. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm not Are you trying. Done to... yet? Jesus no, not, that, that was, a, that was a, like that's a very inside joke. Our friend Jordan. He makes spaghetti. He, he he's, he's a, a chef. He's a chef. He makes Italian food. John Cassavetes of spaghetti. That's great, right? It's great. Anyways, go on with the Jesus terror train. Christ, going off on your rants on friends <laughs> that no one knows who you're talking about. Um, anyways, he made tubby. <laughs> go ahead. We'll just extend this this podcast to ten minutes. We'll let this guy get his jokes out. Um, that wasn't my joke. That was Maddie's joke. <laughs> okay, Terror Train, twenty twenty two. I was so I was kind of curious to check this out, even though the reviews uh, outside of that group are not, like, "This is so. the worst fucking movie of all time." So that's why I never watched it. The trailers, the the, the posters that. Uh, Tubby put up are, are some of the worst poster designs ever. They, they look terrible, right? So yeah. I, I, I just was like, whatever. I'll give it a shot because I trust those guys. Um, and yeah, it's it's not halfway bad. Like, here's the biggest problem with it: if you've seen Terror Train, you've seen this movie because it is almost scene for scene remake, huh. but like for a modern eye, and so with like a little bit more annoying characters. Like, even the costumes, they kept the exact same costumes minus they get rid of the Groucho Marx. Yeah. Because I guess no one would know that, and they replaced him with a killer clown. <laughs> they replaced him with a uh, uh, Fraser Crane. Or, yeah. uh, <laughs> Every other costume, though, is identical. Like, everything, it just feels... So it's one of those things where it's like, it's not terrible. It's pretty good. But why would I ever want to watch this when I can watch yeah. the the the, uh, the original? I mean, they, they I think they switch up, like, they give a little bit more time to the magician, and he's kind of like... There's almost this like three-way romance where he's hitting on like the Jamie Lee Curtis character. Um, and then they switch the ending a little bit up. But even that, they kind of keep the set piece the same. I didn't hate it. It's fine. I'm gonna give it six pumpkins out of ten. Like it it was enjoyable. Yeah, because But again, it's this. just so it's yeah. so fucking similar that I'm never gonna probably watch this version of the original. Mind you, if kids are like, ah, I don't watch anything pre-2000s. Then you know, watch this because you're kind of getting Terror Train just without Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, lesser version of it. But um, yeah, it, it's so fucking, it's almost shot for shot. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you watch part two or no? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that hopefully next uh, next week. Nice. But I, I'm curious about that because yeah, that is gonna have to be like I'm curious wh- how they're gonna go without having pretty much the bone structure there where they can just copy scenes. Maybe they'll yeah. secretly copy another movie. <laughs> another train. It's going to be like Money Train 2 or whatever. Yeah, I don't know how you do a sequel much. on the train. Oh, and the other difference uh, Under is, Siege 2, but yeah. like with a murderer. I think this one is on it. Yeah, but this one has to have the train in the title, right? Yeah. Like that one you could do, that one's Under Siege, but instead of on a boat, it was on a train. This yeah. one has train on the title, so. Yeah. Um, the, the only other thing that was 
made more sense in this one is it is actually on Halloween. Because in the other one, like they're New all in Halloween Eve. costumes, but it's New yeah. Year's and it made no sense. It's like the the 80s just did that, like Hell Night. Yeah. They're all in costume, well, but it's Halloween. like, oh, wait, it's not Halloween. It's, it's Fudge coming night. out in like <laughs> July. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I watched, uh, uh, it's a remake of another 60s movie, uh, The Wicker Man, but with Nicolas Cage. Which I've I've seen all of the stuff online about this. I've never actually watched the remake. Uh, it's my first time seeing it. I like it. the movie. I'm like the only guy that likes it unironically. I, I, it's the first time <laughs> seeing this since like um, uh, theaters. I think we saw some theaters together, actually. Yeah. I dug this movie. If it wasn't for Nicolas Cage, I think I would hate this movie, but I was in right. this. I, I kind of dug how, like, he's over the top, but still kind of, like, fun. Like, I, I dug it. Yeah, I've been meaning to revisit this because, again, I haven't watched it since it's kind of become a meme and the beans. They, they, like, when I saw really... it, I don't think I hadn't even seen the original oh, at the okay. time. So to me, it's like, this is a cool thriller where there's a guy in the island and you're trying to figure out the mystery. And I was totally, like, into it. And then when the ending happens, and it's like, holy shit, that's a shocking ending. Like, yeah. I don't know. I like this as an actual movie. <laughs> yeah, the I'm mystery really curious. I've been really, wanting to revisit for the longest time. The mystery time. Li- really loses itself and because if you've seen the original, you know what's happening. Like... But it's still, I don't know, I'm a sucker for these movies where it's like a person on an island or in a town, mm. and it's them against, every, like, everyone's in on it. Like, to me, that's, there's nothing you scarier than that. Like, you can't, if you have, yeah, no one to go to, and you're against everyone, like, you're fucked, right? Like, yeah. I don't know, to me, that's, anytime they do that on shows or movies, it, it usually works for me. And the, the weird thing with this is, because uh, I guess, uh, I like how they open it up, uh, he's a, a, a cop, and he is uh, helping out this uh, young mother with a daughter, and as he's helping him out, a truck kind of comes and plows into it, and he can't rescue the daughter in time, so the car blows up after the um, impact. So he's, like, struggling with that, and because he's taking medication to kind of feel with his... Uh, he's seeing things. So that kind of plays into this movie yeah, quite huh. a bit. It's like, uh... Oh, really? Yeah, that's, that's kind of interesting. Uh, I, I, I didn't dig it. Like, what <laughs> I dug was Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage in this movie about these fucking bees and like uh the horse nest and like you don't know who to trust the last half hour is just him kicking kicking women and shit. yeah it really is like him like kicking women like punching women like okay this movie's alive now i uh, i keep thinking about doing it and then you should do it i i, I think i might do it because i i actually just picked up the originally okay. released only in, you got to order from the UK because fucking the rights are... No, the Lionsgate has the rights, but for some reason, North America, they keep on giving it shitty, shitty releases yeah. here. I think we get like one cut, one disc, couple extras. UK, you get three discs, a CD, all the three cuts of the movie, the original. So I just picked up this huge box set. It actually opens up. There's like a 3D pop-up poster, a book. This huge, amazing Is it the set. Wicker Man where it oh, pops the, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. They, and they did a steelbook, too, if you want to go that way. So I'm going to probably watch the original. I'm hoping to get that. And maybe I'll throw this into a double feature. Yeah, you, you should. Because the ending is... See how they compare. It's fucking great. Like, yeah. they, they really do him dirty in the ending. Like yeah. It's still, yeah, one of the greatest yeah. horror endings yeah. ever, Has a opinion. worse rating than uh, of uh, course. Terror at Blood yeah, Fart yeah, Lake. Yeah. I, I oh, the remake? Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought like people would like it just because now it's kind of become cool to like Nicolas Cage, even like the bad the performance, top. right? Anytime, yeah, any yeah. performance where he's doing 11, 12, it seems like yeah. people are going back and be like, oh, this movie's so fun now. So I'm really surprised this one has my rating 6.5 pumpkin, pumpkin. 6.5. Yeah, wow. It, it's so you're saying that's I gave it the worst rating? No, or, or letterbox. The, the oh, okay. letterbox. This has one of the worst ratings I've ever seen. It's like mm. 1.9. 
Yeah, people like I know people complain that oh, it's misogynistic because he's hitting the women, but like I don't know. To me, it's like these are villains, and he's trying to stop everyone. I don't know. I have not seen yeah. it. I I was kind of shocked that because th- you're right. Now bad movies usually get offset. Terror of Bloodfart Lake has a two point seven or some yeah. fucking shit. That's the worst piece of garbage I've ever seen in my whole life. I was actually contemplating watching the sequel, but <laughs> um, uh, I might still do it this month. We'll see. <laughs> you could throw that in my bin uh, or whatever. No, I wouldn't do that to you. That'd be. <laughs> I, I th- yeah. One yeah, we're, thing we, we, we are trying to actually to... pick films of person. We're not trying to be dick with those picks. Um, so, um, anyways, I'm going to yeah. go on to my uh, next one. Did Maddie give it a rating? Six point five. Oh, six, okay, cool. Uh, I watched The Wrath of Becky. Okay. Uh, do you know Becky? The oh, I, yeah, I, Lu- didn't, I Lu- didn't like this. You did though, right? The first one. I know. Oh, okay. I like liked it enough to. I didn't hate it. Oh, okay. uh, I, I think I gave it a six. Hmm. Um, so Becky, the original one, was these neo Nazis come in. They terrorize Lulu Wilson's family with Joel McHale. I always, I I think the there original was, had who was the guy? It's like the guy from King of Queens, right? Yeah, Kevin James. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so who do they got for this one? Do they have Sean William Scott is oh. now the? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess he he hasn't done any serious roles, has he? I don't know. He stinks in this. Oh, okay, uh, but like, actually, I'll give him credit. Like his first like kind of terrorizing scene, where you like realize like how scary he can be, is really really good. Hmm. Um, uh, but. As the stakes go up, I actually think Kevin James is probably a more wow. believable. I th- I didn't think he, he was that good. I don't. No, know. he sucked <laughs> in the first one too. Yeah, I yeah, I remember the first one just being like, "This is not good." But um, I think it has a fan base. So the first one, at least, I don't know what the second one. Yeah, I I like. I think this is gonna be the again. They're silly. It's just about kills. It's so surface level. Everything is so fucking dumbed down. But the kills are good. And Lulu Wilson, who's probably 16 now, still has, like, charm where she can just fucking take over a scene. And you, be- she's got a kill scene that is almost Mia Goth level in, in Pearl when she's on. Get out like, of here. Th- where she's losing her shit. It's quite good. The movie in general is Not so. st- still pretty surface level. Did you enjoy the original Becky or no? I think I enjoyed, like... Okay, yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. This I, one, okay, yeah, maybe like I think this one I like more because it doesn't pretend to be anything more. They don't. They they got the first one. I think they try to be more serious. Like Kyle, Kevin James is like thinks he's in a real hmm. yeah. deep movie, right? Well, I think that people sold it too. Like, oh, now he's actually. He's scary and serious, and it's like, I never got that. I, I felt like it was a guy that was out of his league, and yeah. they were going to sell it on that, though. Um, so I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it... I think it's... Why not? 6.5 pumpkins. I'm going to say this is a little bit better than the original Becky. Maybe the original Becky should be 5.5. This one should be 6, but... What are you going to do? What's the name of this movie? Wrath of Becky. Wrath of Becky. Not, not the return of Becky. No, the Wrath, Wrath of, of Becky. Becky. I think it's it's fine. Like, the filmmakers are are not great. <laughs> like, you can tell. Like, there's no, like, nothing is, like, some of the effects are well done. And you could tell, like, the team they brought on it. But it sounds like they're trying to make this into a series. 
Like they yeah. they open it and like it's it's kind of escape room for me. It, it's so I, I love it. escape room, but I, I didn't like this one. Um, where uh, I I feel like the same way where like the surface level kind of like it's easy to watch. The kills are fun, but it's kind of nothing and. And the more they try to push it into being like a message or like an overarching thing, we don't like it. The the less I like it, I probably like the escape room movies like slightly better. Like on on the a scale. bit smarter too, right? Like I wouldn't go there, but uh, <laughs> I think they're just more fun. There's more creativity in them. Yeah, like, like this... to me, that's like those movies are so fun because like, oh, what's the next room gonna be? Like, I love that aspect of it, and you know, what's the puzzle gonna be? Whereas, yeah, yeah, the puzzles are just always nothing, right? Like that's the problem with those. Like they're not. I always think those movies could be amazing because occasionally you get a room and it's like, wow, that was like an actually like well-drawn yeah. sequence. Most of them don't mean anything. Like any of the events don't mean something, but they're fun while you're in the room, right? Like yeah. uh, I, these are completely different movies, but I get the same sort of enjoyment level out of them, I guess. Like yeah. you're going to get a crazy fucking kill and like some witty, stupid dialogue. Like they're, there's a great like there's a really good kill that ends up being a non-kill into a real kill that's really excellent in this one. All right, all right. Again, 6 to 6.5. It's not a high rating <laughs> yeah, for me. Yeah. It's just like this, this, very enjoyable. This is on the Criterion channel, right? Yes. All right. <laughs> Maddie? Okay, I watched uh, Jacob's Ladder. And oh, what yeah. I was thinking about this uh with the um I, with the uh, Wicker Man, his name in the Wicker Man was something like like Boyd Malus or something like that. Like it was very like uh, Christopher Lee. No, in a uh, Nicholas Cage one. Oh, okay. like, he had like such a s- silly name. Like his name was like Boyd Maley or something like that. Where like Jacob's Ladder is such a silly name for this great movie. You've seen this movie, eh? Like the yeah, uh, J- I remember Jacob's liking Ladder. it. It is uh, such a visually uh, interesting movie where it takes place. It starts off with the uh, Vietnam War and shit's going down. There are so many cameos in this movie that's insane. Like it has like a a Macaulay Culkin's in this. It has uh, Louis Black, which is kind of weird. And who else? Uh, 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 Ving Reams is in this. I forget where I was going with this. Nick Cage's name in The Wicker Man is Edward Malice. Oh, Malus. Malus? Yeah. So what's so funny about that? It's like, like, like male. Uh, oh, uh, no. okay. Like they're really, uh, no. same with this. Uh, uh, Jacob is the guy's name. And Ladder, not to give anything away, his name is the drug that he is on right. to deal with. Like, okay, that seems kind of a bit silly to me. The whole, the, the, when I rewatched this, which is probably getting close to 10 mm-hmm. years ago. I, I I loved. I actually really dug this movie. I'm watching this like oh, I'm kind of on this trip. It's visually so appealing. Yeah. But the story itself is like, all right, where was this going? Like, there's some stupid revealy kind of mm-hmm. th- things that I remember not really being totally down with. Yeah. So I, I was 
talking. Uh, this movie is full of like cameos of people. Sorry for for not letting you talk. No, no, no yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, <laughs> smart up. I was talking here. <laughs> this is my turn. I, 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 my, my, my brain is going through so many different directions. Like Jacob's right ladder. Now. Like Jacob's ladder, man. So okay, uh, we plot. What's happening is is uh, he's in the uh, Vietnam War. Shit's going down. He ends up getting injured, and it's going back and forth between him in modern times where he's a postman, but he has a, a doctorate in psychology. And like him living with his now new girlfriend and his ex-wife is kind of talking to him. But he is shifting between different lives that he has at this point. Like he falls asleep and he's with this girl at one point. He falls asleep. He's um, with his wife. He falls asleep. He's back in the Vietnam War. He's yeah. He's losing his mind constantly in this movie. You don't know what's going on. Like as it turns out, maybe he was given a, a Mickey. Robbins is, a, it, he is so, so good. good in this movie. Like, Everyone in this movie is doing this. This movie is filled with people like, wait, that's George Costanza. That's Jason Alexander. Is that like a, uh, uh, Lewis Black? I was saying it's Macaulay Culkin. That's, uh, oh, yeah. Ben Reams. That's, uh, I don't remember Macaulay Culkin this at all. Yeah. He's, he's the son who, is he like a kid at this time, I guess? Yeah. 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 He, it's like, yeah, I think it's like 1990. Like, is this the out. good son, Macaulay Culkin? No, he was like a child. Cause so I, just I, before that, though. his child died uh, uh, before he goes to Vietnam. So it's because of the child that died. Okay. It probably, yeah. uh, but it's also made by like Adrian Lin, the the uh, who's most known for all of the uh, erotic thrillers. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he did Fatal Attraction, oh, Unfaithful, shit. Indecent Proposal, Nine and a Half Weeks. Lolita. Well, well, well. So uh, there's this great scene. Like, this movie becomes almost Cronenberg-esque because he, he is losing his mind constantly. He's on the subway and he sees this homeless person sleeping and like the homeless person has like a tail. It's like, wait, oh, what, yeah. what's going on? Like, And he's seeing these things constantly and people are constantly trying to kill him and you don't know what's real and what's not and what's him like losing his mind. This is like a, a visually such appealing movie but the story is so convoluted you don't know what's happening it seems kind of like the ending seems like such like a uh, a cheap ending for me that's the only, i don't want to give anything away but like yeah the, such like a ah oh, god damn it i feel this movie could have been a masterpiece if they just kind of like stuck the landing or stuck something like fleshed out a bit it more. all makes sense but it it does feel like cheap like yeah yeah cheap is a good word for it I'm still giving it seven. Seven. Um, I, I only got one more to finish off the night. Again, continuing with the kind of the, the witch, uh, you know, possession trapped in hell's films. So this is Witch Trap from 1989. This is directed by Kevin S. Tenney, Turney, who did uh, Witchboard, uh, Night of the Demons. Uh, oh, your, awesome. Your favorites, the, the Cellar, which I'm going to watch hopefully next week. Um, so... Yeah, I was surprised that this this film feels like like a first time no budget film, and like he made this after Witchboard and Night of the Demons, which huh. surprised me because doesn't seem like it is. Like this is early Vinegar Syndrome, even like this is when they were getting yeah. these really you know cheesy low budget uh, horror films before they were starting to get you know the, the the stuff they're getting now, the big A game Hollywood stuff. But anyways, this group of psychics, paranormal investigators, and detectives are hired to investigate this haunted mansion. I guess they um, he bought this house, found out it's haunted, but then it was like, you know what? There could be money there. Like, there, there's people that like this kind of stuff. Let's turn it into an inn, 
and rent it out as the a haunted inn and that that will attract an audience um but first he hires like this magician to do i know some kind of promotion for it and this guy dies during this so now they they have to get all these people and and you know we can't sell it as this thing if people are going to die so they got to like either you know get the if there is anything there get it out of the house um yeah the, the acting is all over the place in this film mostly awful um linia quigley is in there though of course which is nice of course she's gonna show her breasts and maybe yeah. do probably full front on this i don't i feel like i've watched a lot of linia quigley lately <laughs> she always just gets nude that's her thing this is a movie they were like all the women are getting nude at times so it doesn't make sense um, the best part is though that the lead, so there's this lead detective and I think he's, I think he's quit. He's no longer on the force, but for some reason, his former boss or partner in the, whatever, he's a detective now, he forces him on it. Kind of saying like, if you don't, you know, you won't get any, I'll make sure you don't get any more jobs and your partner who is surviving off this too. I'll make sure he doesn't either, whatever it is. So the whole time this guy is just fucking ripping on his, <laughs> this, this guy, like the, the one line is like, um, you didn't ask. He never does, except for how much. <laughs> I resent that, Vincent. I resent your mother for taking drugs when she was pregnant. Like, these are the kind of <laughs> lines. This. They're like bad, like, burns, but they're kind of funny because, like, y- you know, he's like, boom. like <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> and he's like, I always knew you were a scumbag, but I never knew how scummy a bag you could be. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but he, he's awesome. It's just the whole movie is just him insulting the guy. And even the one, the one that hires him is like, you can take that from him? Like, this is unprofessional. You can't just let him talk to you. But he's like, no, he, I guess he, he came in as his junior investigator and solved this case that no one had solved he for 20 years. He's good. And it's like, so he has to put up with it. Um, yeah, the, the kills are decent, but it is kind of mostly forgettable. There is nothing like too outlandish or crazy about it. Again, I've watched like, there's some I watched next week as well. They, they kind of start to blend in. So I'm looking for the ones that do something unique, whereas yeah. at least Superstition had like the crazy, you know, some of the best gory practical effects. This doesn't really have any of that. Other than a great like, Other than like, yeah, the detective yeah. constantly burning and insulting and his mother and late. shit. <laughs> um, I'm going to go five and a half pumpkins out of ten. And it, it, what, what was it? Was, this one again? Uh, this is Witch Trap. Another, Witch it's Trap. a vinegar syndrome one. Mm-hmm. There, there's some stuff in there I liked, but yeah, overall it was just kind of like I've seen this before and, and done better. For yeah, for the guy that did like again, I don't love Night of the Demons as much as you. Yeah, but that has like a lot of memorable things about it. Whereas this didn't, and Witchboard is decent yeah, as well, from I, what I, I remember. Witchboard, maybe I'll watch Witchboard this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to watch that in yeah. this his other the seller, which I haven't seen. Vinegar Syndrome also put out that, and then all the Night of the Demons scream just put on 4K. So I'm hoping to get those. Yeah, we'll see know. what happens again. Like I have 300 films in my <laughs> my list here, but yeah, that's how I ended the fourth in my week. You is guys? that it for us? Another Grim. Uh, I got two more. All uh, right. So from two, uh, 2013, The Den. Have you guys seen this? This is a Wait, found footage. Like, uh, almost like a... a, a, a like that? Unfriended? Like, yes. I, I actually watched this, eight, I think, when it first came out several yeah, I, years I, back. And you've not seen this, Kyle? I feel like... No. She's trying to figure out the uh, the murder of her friend through like uh, various instagram messages yeah so or... she's doing this thing where she's on like this den social media thing it's almost like what was that chatter yeah bait or whatever where you'd flip onto different channels over and over again yeah. worst sound design ever had the whole thing always sounds like <sighs> wasn't this wasn't this made for like 10 bucks like isn't yeah. this movie that was like super low budget and became a hit somehow like, was it I, th- yeah. I feel like it was unless i'm getting mixed up with another film 
Um, I, I haven't really looked on like uh, line about. It seems like it has a little bit of a dis- production. So it had design. a five hundred thousand dollar budget. So yeah, I guess it's not ten thousand. It says you've seen this. Oh really? Where, where, where? Again, I guess it didn't have. Uh, there was a lot that in 2015. Came out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't. Yeah. This unfriended. There was like two. I others. didn't really. I didn't even like unfriended. I think you guys liked unfriended a lot more than yeah. I. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah, like it's a lot okay. of those ones. Yeah. Like for there was like the Collingswood story. The same thing. It's crazy though that this this I don't understand. So she'll be playing music on her on her like win it win amp <laughs> yeah whatever and now the music you can't hear any dialogue like but the dialogue's important so you can kind of hear it mm. who designed the the sound in this this is the worst sound design i've ever heard in my life i think the one i'm getting mixed up with is megan is missing which is another one like that oh yeah yeah yeah. and that yeah. one i think has like a thirty thousand dollar budget and that one became this big thing yeah, where it's, it's like it's, it's either the worst movie of all time you need to watch it how bad it is or other people are like no watch this and you're not gonna want to let your Check daughter go on chats out. because it's so fucking yeah. scary and real so yeah I, th- I think i was getting and that's i don't think i've seen that one but yeah there, there was a bunch of these that came out around the, that mm. time I'm going to, like, anyways, I don't need to go into... I do find, like, actually where it progresses to be somewhat interesting. Um, It's pretty much torture porn a a little bit, right? It turns into, like... Like, there's this group that is paying to see all of these events, which... Economically, the the price they give the pricey model is like this would never work. <laughs> that, that, that's your takeaway from this movie. Yeah. Like, wait, 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 wait. You put on your accountant glasses. Like this, this, this is not viable. Like, this this, this sorry, is not economically viable. You spent a lot. Sorry. This, this got teams of multiple people coming <laughs> in harassing <laughs> these people. There's no way this could happen. Anyways, I'm gonna give. Uh, I'm gonna give five. Yeah. Now we're checking uh, out. And then uh, I, I'm gonna end with uh, Grim. Rat King from uh, 2015. Uh, this is a good, solid episode of Grimm. Also shows off, like, yes, it's CGI. Sometimes they, they're using, yeah, like, it's a TV show, right? They do such a good job with this that it always feels so integral to what's going on in the show. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's a bunch of, like, cat-like characters that are, like, tigers or whatever going down the dump to fuck around with, the rat type of what vessin and 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 it go it turns on them because the rat king comes out the rat king is a giant creature that comes oh, in attacks. He, he's the, oh, hey rat king coming yeah. <laughs> like, from like the wire like yeah. the omar coming <laughs> yeah, but is the rat king coming rat king is coming um yeah and and the rat king gets him it's great it's it's fun it, it again shows off all the actors i just feel like yeah. they know that have some fun the with show it. and maybe the lead doesn't but the lead <laughs> Like they know how to play him up, like the best qualities of him now. Like he was a, was he on, uh, The Bachelor or something? I I don't know. Like he was like a model guy that became a lead of a show, and he's very good. He, he played to his strengths, and yes. everyone will play around him. Yeah, totally. Um, so that's it. I'm gonna give that one uh, another seven. Seven pumpkins. So that's our under- do. We want to take a break to tally up our results, and also we need to. Um, get our picks ready oh, yeah. that we're going to choose for next week that we each have to watch. We-, we probably don't need a break, but we'll just come back and, yeah. and like, for yeah. you. For you guys, for listeners, it's going to be, there's going to be no break. For us, we're just going to pause this and get this happen. Oh, wait, ready. actually, this episode's been brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> this is brought to you by King Ralph, the new movie starring John Goodman and Peter O'Toole. 
If you want uh, a Las Vegas hustler that loves cheeseburgers, you're going to want to watch this movie. Royalty size laughs. So that's King Ralph in theaters right now. Uh, go to your multiplex, in, in, most likely in a mall, and you will see John Goodman bear his luscious boobs. Okay. King size laughs. <laughs> We're gonna, we got the names, uh, titles in the hat. Um, I guess, am I going to start off? Mm-hmm. So um, Maddie's putting a pick for me. Adam's picking, put a pick for me. Whatever I pull out, I'm going to have to watch next week. And if I don't, I guess you lose a point or something, I think. And it has to be something you haven't watched before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, The other rule I think we should make, which we didn't announce, but like you can't pick like a three-hour movie or something. Yeah. It has to be like... Well, that could be an hour and a half. Pick in half. But no, I I, I agree. I think it should be like two and under to make it real. I I think think it's kind of unfair because that could be kind of... You could almost do a strategic and always pick two and a half hour movies. They only get one point, but that's almost... Two, yeah. two, two, yes. po- that's not two hours under. Two hours under. This. That yeah. seems fair. Yeah. The, the spirit of this is like, watch it, something. It should you be. I'm just saying, though, because like, there's a movie I really want yeah. Adam to watch, but I'm not going to pick it because it is yeah. three hours under. Yeah, like, uh, like, this is something that I, I, I'm, I'm picking yeah. stuff I love yeah. that I know you guys haven't seen. And to be honest, I almost put this both in, but I don't know if Maddie has seen it or not. Because okay, Maddie so, doesn't fucking track his shit on Letterboxd. So I got one here. It's hard to read here, but it looks like Cure. Cure. This is the uh, Japanese movie. This is my pick. Ooh. Okay. What, so, what, what year? I don't think I've seen this. Uh, is it 99? Is it about like curing meats? Or is it about like, no, uh, like the it's cure kinda, for a disease? So I got here 1997. Does uh, that sound right? Yeah, 97. So this okay. is uh, uh, the, the, the other Kurosawa, uh, uh, who also did uh, Pulse and Creepy and To the Ends of the Earth. Uh, now it's funny picks. you chose this because you chose Pulse last year, and I, I didn't really like it that much. But this is yeah. very different from yeah. Pulse, okay. though. Uh, like he he seems to be like a very different kind of. Okay. So if if this isn't your bag, then probably they're not going to be your bag. Yeah, because yeah. it's cool. a J horror, right? Like yeah, like this is one of the yeah. the quintessential. This is up like Pulse is considered. Yeah, yeah. Like one of the 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 best Japanese horror movies ever made, and and I would agree with it actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 probably audition and and then well, well, well yeah we'll see if uh, I think this is the most so why I put this in there for Kyle is I think this is the most like like um uh like least art like artistic for like like <laughs> how can you it's very put ca- this less insulting it's the most genre b- b- based entertaining no I wouldn't I the, like the, the most machine gun based it's not. It's not like a pure uh, pulp either, but it's the most like in the foundation is genre based, and hmm. the more like we do the podcast, like there, the, if if you have the kind of like center of the things you like, you were talking about earlier about um, murder mysteries, right? Yeah. You can sometimes find like an easy comfort level there that that this this is like. If you don't probably like this, then maybe the Japanese stuff of that era is just not going to be your uh, thing. See, it, I, I like Japanese stuff. streaming? But, or? but I think I didn't like a lot of the ones that are popular. Like, I didn't love Audition. I didn't love Pulse. But I, I liked the, I think, did I see the first Grudge? I feel like I liked that. I liked yeah. the, I didn't mind the first Ringu. I liked Darkwater. Yeah. Um, There's another one from that time that I liked as well. So, yeah, it's been a mixed bag for me. I, I haven't loved it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, is this yeah. streaming somewhere? Or actually, I think it is on Criterion. So oh, awesome! I may not even need to get you the 
Yeah, it looks very like cool. It is. Yeah. So you want to go next to see what what you got? Yeah. So let me see what's going on here. That's me putting my hands on the microphone. Uh, I, I pulled out Basket Case 2. <laughs> Have you seen You haven't seen Basket Case 2? No. Right? You watched the first one and you dug it, right? I really liked the first one a lot. That was high up on my slasher. Uh, I, I, I just watched this week and they seem like they somehow took this movie, this insane movie about a, a fellow being dislocated by his brother, and they turned it zanier. It They really like ratcheted up the craziness to like 11. So, so Maddie, I, I feel like I can't, you led me astray, I, I think, on every pick last oh, year. Oh, yeah. You're going to hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Come on. I, know. I, I, I picked a, you never You never picked mine because I picked one that I won. I, 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 I actually anyway. think that... If well, you, I, I'm not choosing. I know, I know. <laughs> if, if you like Basket Case, you're actually going to dig this. Okay. Like it, they, it, they, I know, it's hard to say. It's a, is it the same director, isn't it? Same director. But I just, let's, let's just turn this into this weird, like, it's 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 crazy. Okay, I, I can't in. explain. I'll, this. I'll do it. So, yeah. Maddie, you're up now. We can talk this. Okay. Okay. Look at those ASMR. Not very good. PD Weechstra. <laughs> <laughs> and it just says like a like a phone number here. <laughs> no, it's a year. It's a Should year. I call this guy? Or <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here? Is this your drug dealer? Is that what's going on, Rod? So this is uh, the Dolmite, part of the Dolmite series, but this is oh, one that okay. has like supernatural. Pretty much he, he dies and uh, makes a deal with the devil. If you'll let me go back and seek revenge, I'll marry your ugly daughter. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and uh, and then, but then it's him like trying to get out of that deal too. This sounds amazing. I think I'm really gonna enjoy this movie. I remember. I think I watched it a year or two ago. It depends again. I don't know how you feel about a Dolmite. I had another pick or two that I think you'd like more, but I didn't oh, I love Dolomite. Uh, I, I think black exploitation you know. horror is one of my favorite things. Like, I, yeah, there's I one that's really it. good, and I may pick it. Yeah, you through, you really praise this. I think it was last mm. year, right? I don't think really praise it. I liked it. Yeah. though. I think I gave it like yeah six. But six you, and you half, were seven. very. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. It, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah. what what do we got this week? I I have fourteen. Roddy. I have 15.25, plus I have that 15-minute episode that I can't really use till I watch another yeah. one. 14.75. So we Ooh. are all in the running <laughs> at this point still. 15.25. 14. 0.75. And 14. This wow. is close. Yeah, this is pretty close. Probably, again, the closest we've ever been for the <laughs> This first. has been four days. Think about this, motherfuckers. Like, we have watched more I bet than this is three... a long episode for four days. How are we going to fit in seven days? <laughs> it's going to be hard. I didn't even do TV no, like other than the one day, which I normally watch like three or four episodes a day. <laughs> Anyways, if, <Same. laughs> yeah, yeah. if you want to uh, get a hold of us and tell us about your Halloween recommendations, you can email us at moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at moviecitymaniacs. Uh, Facebook, we have a like group. Like page, group page. Yeah, let us know what movies we should watch and uh, your opinions on the ones we watch. I do want to say, is this maybe the the most we've all, like if you combine all three of our scores, the most points we've ever gotten in one opening weekend? I feel like this I is like, so. we're for, we all had a very think, strong week. Well, I think last year was more, be, but we had an extra day. day. That's what I mean. For, so for four days, I just feel like we, we were averaging. We are three plus movies a day. Yeah, right like that's now. insane. <laughs> 
I'm I'm frightened. I yeah. thought I was hoping like this week you were expecting to come out. Well, I think I had a great yeah. first day, yeah. and then I saw Maddie was putting it up there, and he had a great, and then he kept on continuing, and I'm like, shit. <laughs> I thought I was doing pretty good uh, overall, like, but uh, but I had a couple days where I didn't watch much, so mm. I usually average three, but I guess again that's not going to be enough to win this. <laughs> Keep it up, guys, and we'll see how this plays out. Yeah, like, so this is volume one of our Shocktober series. We will be back with uh, three, four more of these. And uh, at the end, we'll we be crowning the king, or if you want to be the queen of Halloween. Uh, we'll see who has taken that the uh, trophy home. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Stay scared. All right. I'm